Hello? Let's just see how this works. <laughs> All right. What are we seeing about? Let's find out whether... Wow. Well, My brain is broke. Oh, dear. Time for the crazy glue and gaff tape. Crazy glue, gaff tape, every known form of drug that's out there. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry your brain is broke. How's your brain? It's okay. Good. I've... Yes, I have, I have, actually, I can't, I, I won't complain. I've been off since um, this week. It's great, It's but it's half over. It's like on Friday, last Friday, I had nine days of not really having to do much of anything and not having to go down to Delaware or anything like that. And now it's it's halfway gone. <laughs> and I, I don't want it to be gone. This... <laughs> This is how time passes. I don't like it. I'm feeling very to much perception. like a prank three-year-old. <laughs> I know no. the feeling. I know the feeling so well. The glass is still half full, but I don't give a rat's ass because I want it to be a full glass, not all a half the glass. All the time. That's right, all the time. <laughs> this is why I. This is why I have never enjoyed going on exotic vacations. <laughs> Because all of a sudden it's over and you're like, what the hell? It's like, oh, that was a little, that was a tiny, teensy, weensy little taste of what it would be, would have been like if you had been rich and wealthy and could do anything you wanted. <laughs> but now that you're back in reality and know you can't, don't you miss it? <laughs> Damn it all. Oh, it's funny. Busy. Busy? Let's thank you, Eric's busy. Blind Geek is busy. Oh, Oh. Well. Fine. Go off and be busy and don't pay any attention to us. Oh, wow. His, his, his icon even disappeared. All right. Add people to call. Hi. I'll try again. We. Okay. I got it. Uh, it's a damn good thing I'm not jamming tonight. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah? There wouldn't be much to do with Venus at all. It would end up being... Oh, uh, um, On the number 107 bus shows up and you all get on it and it takes you home. <laughs> so how have you guys been? <laughs> oh, man. It would be just... Oh, very sad. Call failed. Oh. Is this a sign from the universe that we are supposed to bag this tonight? Never this mind. This is not promising. Never mind. I see you're in the spirit, though. I'm looking at yes. a sock puppet <laughs> icon there. <laughs> I tried. Can't, can't hear anymore. Oh, anyone. Oh, we, we can hear you. Uh, uh, no, we can't. Well, what no, do you mean can't hear anyone? Can't hear anyone. That doesn't make any sense. Well, turn up the volume. Pump it there up. Pump it up. There we go. She added himself to the call. Look Good. at that. No, I didn't. You called me, and I hit the accept button. Oh, well, then there's lag happening here. No, you didn't. Huh? <laughs> Instant <laughs> argument. I love it. <laughs> this kind of game no, it isn't. <laughs> have... <laughs> 
Ms. Nikki. What? What? Since I can't use your last name, it'll just get edited <laughs> out anyway. <laughs> Most impressive. Zero to contrary in 0.6 seconds. <laughs> That's because I'm a trained professional. Don't try this at home, kids. You could hurt yourself. <laughs> Train yes. something. So and already Nikki- the snark begins. <laughs> see how it is. Mm-hmm. Nikki's avatar is is a sock puppet that has dragon. green green. Oh, it's a dragon. I think so. It's, well, it's a sock puppet dragon with green so- green eyes and spiky uh, ridges on the back. And uh, is that like is that I just kind of teased wool or something out the front for the fire? I think so I, I have to admit, I didn't make this guy. I found a picture of him and I thought he was darn cute in a sad sock puppet sort of way. <laughs> But I, I have socks standing by, ready to become puppets. Oh, cool! We're actually awesome. Okay, do you have a do we have a means by which uh, they can be photographed and put on the uh, on the in the in the show notes? <clears throat> well, eventually, right this very second. I don't. Hey. No, we haven't made our characters yet. You don't oh, have. Well, they're yeah, because they're not decorated or anything. No, they're not. They're not. De- I didn't mean like right now. We're, I mean when. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I just thought it would be fun for our listeners to be. I could to- take a picture of my sock drawer. My sock puppet is made of the finest samite, with glittering scales of gemstones, <laughs> crusted and sewn into intricate, fabulous shapes, the likes of which have not been seen since the days right. of th- what? What? It's only a three-hour. It's only a three-hour podcast. Oh, actually, I'm thinking I I need to call it actually at nine thirty. Oh, okay. But that's still plenty of time. I hope. Well, Enough to the chat. On with the game. No, I mean. <laughs> no, this is a, this is rules light to the extreme. So uh, cool. Once we get going, it's it's the game is called uh, Argyle and Crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a game designed. Sock. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's a game designed with kids in mind, but adults can play. It's a, from ages four to one hundred and four, says the cover blurb. And uh, it's Adventures in the Land of Skaz, which is, if I remember correctly, spelled S K C O S. And it is uh, a land. I, I saw what they did there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. What? <laughs> <laughs> From four to a hundred. Uh, yeah, th- wow. thank you. That is exactly my speed tonight. That is exactly my speed tonight. <laughs> like scarves, but no R's. Um, no, no. no. Atlanta. Think, think vampires trying to hide, Nikki. Um. Oh, they just lurk in the corner with their cape thrown over their heads, and nobody sees them. And they um, write their name backwards, thinking nobody's going to know it. <laughs> Oh, right, right. Argyle socks do that, too? Yeah. Oh, all right, then. Oh, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) And realization dawns. (laughs) Slowly. Slowly. (laughs) Every slowly. Oh, man. Sounds darling. Let me see if I can... I like it already. God, it feels back to be 
back. It feels great to be back from the dead. <laughs> feels back to be back. Feels back to be, feels feels back back to be, be great. Thing yeah. of the whole of uh, Bush. <laughs> Those nine Mets, when they score a touchdown run in the basket, it's the best thing that happens on ice. <laughs> my opinion. Absolutely. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That's called mixing sports metaphors. That's what that is. S- sports. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I. <laughs> Why do uh, I feel like we're all punch drunk this evening? Which I, I suppose is the perfect. Uh, I feel like I am, and I haven't had anything to drink, which is so <laughs> freaking unfair. <laughs> It's the same thing as like when you wake up a hang with a hangover and it's and you like went to bed at nine thirty the night before after having milk or something, you know? Like man Fair not. Not even a little bit. Wow, that was whiny of me, I'm sorry. <laughs> you made me spit and choke on my coffee, blind geek. I did? Yes you did. <laughs> when <laughs> when when Miss Bounty Hunter entered the blacksmith and you went into droopy talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I nearly peed myself. Yeah. Uh, that was, I need to listen to that again myself. That was fun. It was fun. That's going to go up. Uh, that's gonna, that's next episode before this one. <laughs> uh. Wow. Advice to anyone that's uh, that's going to go through any kind of a power outage, whether it's hurricane, tropical storm, uh, three feet fall of snow, or just no, nobody particularly felt like generating any electricity that day. <laughs> Candles are worthless. You didn't feel very oldie-timey? No, it just felt like, okay, I got a candle. It's burning in the room. It just about shows... Well, essentially, it shows where the furniture kind of is so that you don't crash into it and fall over. And it lights itself very well. Mm -hmm. Candles light themselves terrifically. Beyond that, you can't read. You can't can't Mm -hmm. do anything. You just... So, in a blackout, the story of Argyle and crew... yeah, this, this is just a little... What? I'm sorry, this thing just popped up. Once yeah, upon no, I... a time. Yeah, so the advice is get a get a good lantern that puts out enough so you can read by, so all those books you've been saving, you can oh, actually make oh. use of. Are we allowed to... We shouldn't read this out loud. That would be copyright violation, but we should read it for ourselves. Actually, I... Oh, would it be copyright violation? I would I think know, it's it? in the interest of selling their game. I don't think they would mind... Well, we'll do a synopsis, at the very least. It kind of sets the stage for the tone, or the tone, rather, of what uh, is to come. Blue bloop. What went blue bloop? More of it. Oh. <laughs> Listen, young ones, to a tale as old as time in this land of... Gaze into the fire as the sky grows darker and the woods are outlined by the setting sun. Mm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect! (laughs) Let the 
that most powerful magic of the land, your imagination, run within you. I, Bertold, keeper of the sopic secrets, oh, that's hard to say, shall tell you one of those very secrets now. (laughs) (laughs) I've been dying to use that since I brought it home. is the secret given to us by two of the greatest soppets to ever live, Argyle and her most trusted fiend, I mean friend, crew. <laughs> they were among the first soppets to awaken, as you just have. Their story is one that all soppets should know. Theirs is the secret of courage and bravery. Tell us the story. <laughs> well... Gather round, spread ears like elephants. No, um, no, that's good. That's good. I, I actually, I heard a, I heard a storyteller out at the zoo say that it was charming. It was so charming. So, gather, young ones, spread ears like elephants, and listen to what I tell. She was great. She was really great. That's awesome. Um, I, I figured this was when I found out it was just going to be the three of us. I thought this is the perfect, the, the perfect people to, <laughs> to to try this game because, yeah. So, so, especially given the fact that it's it's the, the there is no GM per se. There's a guide, which is the person who sets the goal of the scenario. And basically, all I got to do is come up with the goal and the challenges, and everything else is kind of just free form as we go. Very much into saying yes. As yes. Long as, you, as long as you can rationalize what you want to do, there's no there is because a. I want it. No. There, <laughs> There is a version with dice rolling, but I'm not going to use that version. I could if we really want to. It's not that hard. I read. The, I mean, it's just a two-page thing that has. But but uh, I don't think it's necessary. I think I'm just going to go with the freeform version because it shows more. I mean, the role-playing game version was kind of designed. Role-playing game in quotes here was kind of designed as an afterthought, whereas the the main way we're going to do with the more freeform. It's actually, if you have actual people or kids with sop, soppets, sock puppet <laughs> characters, it's kind of cool because you can get props involved and all kinds of cool stuff. But we're going to do what we can with Skype as our... Oh, like you think props are easy, like they're just lying around waiting for you to wake up. Used in any old story, just, you know, piles of them just happening to be there to hand... No, no, you gotta go to the dollar store. <laughs> exactly. Damn it. And sometimes you even have to write it out in a list so you know exactly what you're looking for. No, no. We all know that if it wasn't, if if it was e- as easy as all that to come by props, you would be out of a career. So that's, that's true. <laughs> we understand. This is not a. <laughs> Can, can, can I read this little tiny part of the synopsis, oh please? Because I think you it's can read fun. as much of it as you wish. I think well, I know for you guys. I just think this is adorable. You it, see, that's why I posted it. <laughs> Argyle was from a very old family who kept their socks for a very long time before they ever parted with them. Before she took her journey in the great washing machine, she'd been with her family for sixty-seven years and two months. Argyle was nothing if not well traveled. <laughs> Before she took I a journey, so you should read this. Well, I, if you, I can 
I can email the game designers and see, and I'll let you know, and we can edit it out if need be. But I think, okay, I don't see them having a problem with it. I really don't. Like I said, it's it's we're doing it to sell. Well, I mean, probably don't of, want to take up all this. I'm time. doing it for the pure, pure, purely selfish reason of having a good time. Exactly. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. And if if they sell uh, if they sell this game to more people because more people know about it, win win. And I'm I'm having I would like it read just because I'm enjoying hearing Nikki read the story. Me too. <laughs> With my smarmy storyteller voice. <laughs> it's very it's it's soothing. It's very sweet. It fits the uh, it fits the tone quite nicely. But uh, did you say we have some feedback, sir? Uh, we we there's a couple of short emails that I didn't get together. Um, I'm going to get them together for next time uh, all five of us come together. That the the if they they're very brief. They're very brief, oh. and it's mostly their expressions of concern over you know the state of things in New Jersey uh, because of the hurricane. Right. And I uh, I'll, I'll just I'll answer for both Nikki and myself. No, I'll just answer for me. No, <laughs> you can answer for me. Go ahead. Um, you had a tough time of it, my friend. And it's compared to most. No, actually, I didn't. But um, it, it, everything's relative. Uh, I just want to say, I, you know, I appreciate folks actually being concerned, taking the time, writing in, interested in finding out what went on, and yeah, the the compared to most of the victims that uh, lost everything. Uh, some even family members, which was really just too heinous to to even think about. Uh, a power outage is minimal. Eight days of it, when you're not used to like even one, is a little extreme. But you know, <laughs> new experiences. So uh, yeah, we're good. And thank you, thank you very much for writing in. Um, and I, uh, that, that, that's just to sum up. The actual emails are going to be read. Uh, when we all five get together, but it, the whole state is really just still reeling from it. Well, no, it's your it's part. Test, it's just me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm sorry. At the, our little tiny chunk down here mm-hmm. really, really lucked out. It was like a bit. I, it was amazing. I'm not. I'm so very, very grateful. I'm not saying that things won't happen later this year. Like the next blizzard will probably kick our ass, but. We were almost in some weird little buffered zone. Like you know we had strong were? winds, we you had some rain. Were? The eye of the hurricane passed right over you. You know, I I'd heard that later, and I wondered about it because the wind was was pretty rocking, but not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. It, and it it was loud enough in the middle of the night, but I wore my earplugs, and you know, I could totally ignore it, and. Um, and I had I thought later that surely we were closer to the center yeah. than anything. Yeah. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Um but yeah, compared to what the north the central and north of the state got, it was nothing. It was astounding. Yeah, in New York and Staten Island and Long Island. If you if if anybody I don't know, see, I guess we're just not that experienced with having these things hit us so often, uh between Irene and uh, and Sandy that uh, we don't know. Probably uh folks down Andros' way know full well, you know, what to look for. But if you're looking at a weather map and, so, and a hurricane is coming your way, hope, hope fervently that 
the, the dead center of it is going to pass right over you, that it's headed straight for you. Because you get the leading winds, and then it's kind of like, okay, it's almost like being in a giant's pocket while he's cleaning up a, a bar <laughs> and swinging his fists around and killing everybody around him. Because, yeah, it's powerful. Yeah, he's moving, but you're in his pocket. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you fall out of the pocket, and, and, and maybe uh, uh, the dust kicks up behind him running. But out where the swinging fists were, that's where the damage happened. Out in the outskirts of the hurricane. So the lesson here is be in the damn pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Did I lose you, Eric? Nope. Well, I for a moment, but I'm back oh, now. Oh, okay. Um, it's going to be one of those kind of evenings. <laughs> Thank you, Skype. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, I could... I, I, uh, I could go on for an hour and a half about the whole experience, but... That's not what people want to listen to. I actually, I'm kind of interested in how you managed to survive for eight days without electricity and and no, you know, I, the good thing I think is that once again, uh, apocalyptic movies and TV saying beware were proven to be uh, well wrong. Frankly, you, as far as I know, you have not been robbed. Uh, no, no, gunpoint. you did not have your house looted or. You know, that nobody became bloodthirsty savages once there was no electricity to somehow keep them in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only, well, that was like day five and six. But then, you know, it got mellow again. <laughs> they didn't develop. People got, you know, I mean, people did get ugly about it. And part of, and the, the, the frustration and the parts and, and the, like, day six and seven, we started, we were hearing arguments and fights in the street. Mm. Really? And it was mainly from, the loudmouth idiots that live in this neighborhood that have always been like that anyway. Yeah. Mm. But mainly what was pissing people off, aside the people from the fact... The New York area, a bad name in the first place. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the thing that was pissing people off was at the end of day seven, when the power was still out and it seemed like they hadn't gotten very many people back up, with all these ground crews, with all these uh, cherry picker trucks coming from out of state, and all this personnel, and all this, all these resources, you know, being poured into the areas that were damaged, um, when it sounded like that they weren't getting people back up, the folks were were getting a little bit tired of hearing we're working on it, right? Mm. As if that was a, as if that was enough of an answer for anybody. You know, as if um, there's no possible way you pathetic, ignorant chimps could understand what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and it's mainly because, and, and this is the logic puzzle that was pissing a lot of people off, myself included, and it is, it is kind of a stumper. I don't know, you gotta, you got to kind of wrap your head around it, but let's, let's see, how vital, how, how vital is electricity to, let's say, you know, the entire state. Kind of important. Yeah. Kind of important. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> because if you don't have the electricity, you can't pump gas. If you can't pump gas, nobody can get anywhere. If you can't uh, power houses, they don't have heat because their furnaces are electronically, you know, regulated and turned on and off. Um, some folks actually have medicines that they need to refrigerate that they can't. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and 
um, if you don't happen to have that particular gizmo that goes in your car that you can use to charge your cell phone then your cell phone dies out and then you can't communicate with anyone you know information stops travel stops commerce stops because all the business it's, it's kind of important right mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so people are driving you know two days three days after the event um, people are either walking, driving, cycling, or whatever around their immediate neighborhoods, and they're seeing one or two downed trees, you know, um, maybe some branch that fell on a wire somewhere, but they're seeing no destroyed houses, they're seeing no poles that have fallen over, they're seeing no downed wires. You know, I mean, it looked like, uh, uh, I think somebody referred to... to uh, the aftermath of Irene like this, like some giant went nuts with a salad shooter. <laughs> because it was, you know, I mean, there's leaves and foliage all over the streets, and that was, you know, pretty much it. But no destruction, you know, no burning houses, broken roads. Right, and, right. and yet there was no power in these neighborhoods. And there were a lot of them like that. There were a whole lot of them like that. And I think it's because of our crappy grid. It's because of the substations. Yeah, but it's, it, but it's like our grid is so old and and the way it's connected is so haphazard and and full of flaws, right? That if one goes down, it kind of like a domino, it kind of takes out everything else. Am I understanding that? Well, they correctly, kinda, and it's like piecemeal. What connects to what doesn't make any damn sense. Well, they kind of uh, did um, uh, significant repairs on the domino effect thing, where one thing trips down another after the uh, I think it was 1968. When one little relay up in Canada or New York State or something. Uh, oh, tripped. right. That 1960, yeah, 69 yeah. maybe for uh, 68 or 69 for, was on Connections, right? First episode of Connections, yeah. So they learned a little bit of a lesson there. But what, what, uh, what really screwed everybody over was, and, and it puts us in the situation we're in now, is um, town, town councils and the power companies making the stupidest decisions about where to put these substations that they could possibly have made. Hmm. In terms of access or in terms of where they had to put them because they couldn't put them on prime real estate. No, nobody wanted a, a power station or a relay station in their backyard because it spoiled their view or they mm. thought it would lower their property value. So you, you couldn't put them there. So the substation, just you know, as an example, that powers our neighborhood and the surrounding towns, was placed at sea level in a marina. <laughs> oh, and by the way, it's more than forty years old. Or rather, I should say, it was more than forty years old. So that's the logic puzzle. People are walking around; they're seeing store signs undamaged. You know. Uh, houses haven't been blown away. Store store signs haven't been blown away. I can drive down the road and look on either side of this marsh that's got billboards standing in it. The billboards are still perfectly fine and undamaged. Now, how important to the state is the survival of like some crappy little billboard sitting in sitting in grassland? Not particularly. Yet the thing that so much depends on got blown away or destroyed or submerged. <laughs> Wow. This is what, you know, <clears throat> this is what, like, has people a little bit bent right now about this. So, you get, you know, you get a little frustrated. You get very frustrated, actually. 
and I can't blame you. Yeah. And the other side of the coin, of course, were the people people that literally got killed because they didn't take media seriously because last year the media promised everyone in New Jersey they were going to be dead when, <laughs> when Irene was approaching. <laughs> it was essentially, you have no hope of survival. Oh, my God, if you haven't gotten out by now, holy shit, look at our reporter. <laughs> look at our reporter out on the beach having his hat blown off. It's like, you know, and, and, and ignore the kids in the background playing Frisbee. And that couple getting married, you know, <laughs> the, the the killer death storm of 2011 is coming. Irene is going to kill you all. Oh my God, stay tuned. <laughs> you know they hyped the they hyped the crap out of that storm. Mm. Well, now we got Frankenstorm. And that was the other thing. It's like I'm sorry, we're supposed to take you seriously <laughs> when you call something Frankenstorm. I thought, and you start hyping the shit out of it again, just like you did with Irene. I thought that. Uh, when I first heard the term Frankenstorm, it was from an email from Josh Burnett. Um, and he, for those who don't listen to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and have not heard any of our Mach 2 episodes, and if that's the case, what the hell, man? Get out from under a rock. Um, <laughs> he said lovingly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's a, he's kind of a, he loves pulp and stuff as much as as most of us, or if not all of us, in this in this group do Mm -hmm. and I thought that was something it sounded like something he would come up with on the on the fly and so I thought that was his term and I thought that's really cool Frankenstorm and only later did I realize no that's been coined by the media Mm -hmm. and then it kind of was like oh okay how are you you're right how do you take something seriously that they well, some of that, though, I, I, I have to say somebody thought it was witty because it was happening around Halloween and it was three different fronts that were going to slam together. But, when but yeah, to the media doesn't need to keep serious. hyping it. And now they keep saying Superstorm. Well, it was it was two fronts that banged together and it wasn't exactly a full blown hurricane anymore, was it? Or was it a hurricane with a little extra something like that? And uh, it just it it doesn't do anything for its credibility. That's true. No. Yeah. I mean, I would. It would. It, it's hard to say. Oh my God! You got to get prepared and and take cover because Frankenstorm is coming. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> and the sad part was, you know, people didn't take didn't take them seriously. Because they weren't reporting, they were sensationalizing. Exactly. You know, they were playing on fear, they were playing on anything that would get them higher ratings, rather than just telling people what was what, you know, what was up, and yeah. why this is this is not Irene, and why you really, really should get the hell off the barrier islands. Yeah. And, and because they didn't, there was, you know, there was crews going into houses and pulling people out that were dead, you know? That- yeah, I mean that's why I love Twitter, or I'm sure Facebook is similar. But Twitter, you get especially once Twitter gave us the ability to retweet, you get people who are like, "Hey, that's how I found out about Hurricane Sandy in the first place was through Twitter." Yeah. And and you know they had the websites, the links you could go to to see the non, or as non-biased as you can get these days anyway, yeah. uh, information about what's coming and what it is and and. All that kind of thing. So, I mean, I think really, in many ways, the place to get your news now is through social networking as opposed to the media because the social networking is going to, for the most part, I mean, there's exception to this, I'm sure, but 
for the most part, it's going to filter the sensationalized crap and people who are intelligent human beings are going to retweet the stuff that actually is of more substance. Maybe I'm being grossly <laughs> socially naive, but that's how it seems from the people that I follow anyway. Well, it beats it it beats what the what the it beats what the results are when you just depend on local news. Right. Because apparently they don't have any reporters anymore. Yeah. Excuse me, Annam, reporters cost money. Okay. That's true, you're right. And it bites into valuable, valuable advertising time if you have, you know, reporting. So you just you've you've gotta think profitably here, Annam, and you know it's Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all of New Jersey had one station to listen to that was reporting anything about New Jersey and that was one oh one oh one oh one point nine. One oh one point nine. Uh, something like that. No, one hundred one point five. One hundred one point five. Yeah. New Jersey, one hundred one point five. Yeah. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, um, and their 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 <laughs> uh, a fan, apparently service a fan. to the public. <laughs> their service to the public was to essentially do essentially take calls from people. Oh God. Right. And it's like, well, they you know, do a lot of calling, especially during the day. That's what their thing oh, is. I do anyway. Radio. I hate it. It's just I don't care what your opinion is. Yeah, I don't, I don't care what other people... Because you know, mine's the only one that matters! That's right. No. The, I, you moronic little worm. I, you are beneath me, and I don't care what your opinion is. You, no. There are But in, in this particular true, case, in this particular case, I could see how it would be useful to say that, you know, this is out, or this road is flooded, or there's a big crash over here, or... Okay, that's true. That was yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool that most of the calls that they were getting, they actually aired that did that. That's not what it was. No, it was two tenths. Two tenths of that. You know, uh, occasionally someone would say this gas station is open. If you happen to know where that gas station is and you live anywhere near that town, (laughs) what useful news? (laughs) But you know what? That what that what that essentially meant was anybody listening to the station was going to crowd that gas station until they ran out of gas, or you you know would get there finally and find Unless a really, really long they line. were very very sly and they said this gas station is open meanwhile it's really that gas station so everybody goes and storms the first one which isn't open <laughs> that's right you got to trust whoever's calling it as it is one. Yes. but most of it was people you know um just telling how they felt you know <laughs> what, what, See, that's the kind of crap i don't care about i don't care i know what I want to know is get you know top of the hour. Give me a list of counties, towns in New Jersey that have power. You guys Just don't run have down the like list, any, and I'll write it down. You don't have any news like out out here. We got no, ten Eric, ten wins. You're not in California anymore. Out in California, I know of at least two news radio stations where all they do is news, and so you get. I mean, this isn't quite the same thing, California but it does... California is the land does, of natural disasters. Of course they have... It's not the land of natural disasters. <laughs> Fire and flood and mudslides and earthquake. Those are your seasons. Enjoy. So with seasons like that, you got to have some dedicated, you know, emergency stations. But No, no. What actually the truth, the truth of the matter is... Pollution. I'm enjoy- by the way, I'm enjoying talking about this, so I figure since I'm the GM of the evening, if we get to the game, that's peachy, but if we don't, it'll keep. Because um, I'm enjoying this discussion. Um, 
So, but no, so the the, the have- reality of it is in California, you have so many places with with horrible traffic that they need to have traffic reports every ten minutes to tell you when a car moved, mm-hmm. so that you can, you know. But that's why they have how they how they make their their news takes but they do that does bleed into though if you have something going on like an earthquake they'll tell you things like okay we have city stuck (laughs) there was an earthquake 7.2 on the richter scale you might notice that if you're falling down a crevice right now (laughs) you didn't imagine it nope there was an earthquake if your car feels like it's moving it is it's just moving downward rather than uh, horizontally you know, and as for all that vaunted traffic around L.A. that everybody whines about, I'm sorry. It was bad, and it's ugly, but D.C. still leaves it cold. Right. I, I, I went to Baltimore. I've never been to D.C., but I, if it's oh, anything... Baltimore's walk in the park. Yeah, well, it's, I would not want to live there. God. D.C. traffic. Oh, after I saw a little bit about I was like, this is, this is like D.C. on a good day. <laughs> Perhaps are the opinions of the individuals who express them and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of well. They reflect their opinions. (laughs) I'm always right. Ever drive in Boston? Oh my God! Before the big dig, I didn't go up there when the big dig was going on. Okay, Boston was insane. Yeah. Dig. When they they spent expedition done. Good dang, my vocabulary. They're digging in the wrong place. Boston, Boston, Dr. Jones. Boston decided, hey, we're this ancient little city built on cow trails, and the traffic is is horrible and stupid, and signs pointing the wrong way and everything. So we're going to make it better. By what? By completely digging and putting tunnels and and crossed streets and things under the city. So they spent, I think it was 10 years, maybe 15, digging tunnels and things. And the entire city was in gridlock for a decade while they would shut crap down. And, and they, oh, it was awful. And they finally got it done. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got it done. And they opened things up. And I think it was in the first six months, one of the tunnels ceilings caved in because the epoxy didn't hold. And uh, unfortunately, I, I believe it was... Um, at least one woman in the car was killed. More people, there were car wrecks and things, but I think there were relatively few deaths for having a tunnel ceiling come down on you. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if they closed everything up again or what. I haven't been past Boston. I'm like, no, no, I'll take the train and thank you. I won't drive in Boston. <laughs> this is crazy there. <laughs> I did once. <laughs> Yeah, I drove it there once too, and, and I no train, mm, or I'll just go around, go around. No, I'm sorry, Seriously. and I did not laugh. And I, I did, did not laugh, not even once. Not even once. No. <laughs> <laughs> Swearing. Ah. Oh, God, Ketamona, you've created a monster, and you don't even, you don't even know. You created a Frankenstorm. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's no, what I'm curious about, is though, is the power of my mind. <laughs> John. We have a news station. We have a news station that reaches all of the tri-state area and does nothing but news. Okay, then, and they weren't. It's called Ten Ten Winds. Yeah, they're the they are the pr- premier um, news, and they got knocked off the air. Oh, <laughs> they had a share. They had a share <laughs> facilities with somebody else. 
uh, for the first, you know, when, once they got back on, they were in somebody else's studio doing their, sh- their shtick. But, yeah, they do news all the time. And the news was all about the New York City subway. Mm. Mm. It was all about the fact that the New York City subway is flooded. And, oh Which my God, but the New York, we don't know when. It could be a week before the New York City subway gets back up. And path train service has been... Re- it's like it was. It's New York City centric to the extreme. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm. I mean, not for New York City, but it's for, unfortunate for everybody yeah. else. But what nobody was. But what even Ten Ten Winds couldn't find out was what specifically it was. You know, the the canned answer was seven to ten days. We're working on it. You know, we have never faced a, a, a storm of such devastation, this kind of damage, well, in, uh, ever in our history. It's like, okay, I appreciate that. I understand that. F- f- you know, all right, fine. But what's really getting under people's skin here is they don't see any trucks, they don't see any personnel, they don't see any people, you know, from the power companies anywhere. Yeah, and of course the reason is because they're 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 not working in neighborhoods. They don't need to. They're working on those. The, they well, we know this now. We didn't know this then that they're working on these power substations and relays and and all those uh, uh, funky collections of steel and and vents and boxes and wires and and insulators that are crowded together on a concrete platform somewhere that you drive past and don't even look at. But you they know? could have said something to that effect to let exactly. Know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were giving zero information. At one point I heard Governor uh the Governor Christie here in, in this state saying that they were being very transparent with the New Jersey government, meaning that they were giving them daily work orders. You know, they were they were instantly giving their work order information to the state government so that the state knew precisely what they were doing, all the emergency... It's like, that's terrific. How does it get to the people in the different areas that are waiting to get their power back? They were getting recommended that, well, you can go online here. Uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> no, they <Whoops>. can't. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, you know, even if they have a smartphone, their smartphone is has, has died like you know four days ago. Unless they took a drive to some store being run on a generator, that would be nice enough to let them plug it in. If they had the gas, you know, it's just this domino effect that nobody took into consideration. And that whole apocalyptic thing you're talking about, Eric, yeah, that the practicalities of it really made themselves felt. Well, I was just thinking about that. I mean, you said you hadn't gone to the market. You know, when when you sent us that email, I'm thinking, no, okay, either, either you were incredibly, uh, uh, what's the opposite of short-sighted, long-sighted? That sounds stupid, but we'll go with it. And had and had yourself some prep done beforehand, or how in the hell did you eat? We did okay. get we got non-perishables the Sunday before it hit. Auntie Ed was smart enough to kick me in the ass and say, come on, we're going shopping on Sunday morning. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, so thank was, God for that. I'm glad man. she had the foresight and got, you know, got us foresight. out of the house to say, let's just go and, get, uh, go and get stuff that doesn't need to be refrigerated. Because right. She, 
She hoped we wouldn't lose power, but she figured we were gonna. Do you, do you guys have a gas stove? We have that, that too. We have a gas stove, you so do. we can boil okay. water. We could make spaghetti. We could make stew. Right. We could make canned goods. You know, we don't. We but gas. I'm gonna go ahead and get a butane one, a little butane burner. Well, I, I used to prefer the electric stove. I'm not so sure I do anymore. <laughs> so so one is, thing is, yeah. gas stoves yeah. are great in times of of that sort of. Uh, yeah. When you lose power, because yes, at least you can still make coffee. Right. <laughs> and, but um, yeah, yeah so I'm going to do, but by God, we got to... coffee to drink. We'll be awake for it. Well, that was one of the single most important things we got was jars and jars of instant coffee. <laughs> and... Just with a spoon, the powder straight into your mouth. Nah. So... <laughs> no, we were able to. We were able to make hot water. The other thing that people were using their gas stoves for those that you know still had gas. And most most of the gas service stayed up and was not interrupted, fortunately, uh, was to boil pots of water on their stove to heat their houses. Hmm. Oh, I never thought of that. Apparently, it's a dangerous thing to do. <laughs> hmm. Because I was, you know, I mean, well, I was studying up on it after the fact. Pie. Well, you can't leave it alone. It's not something you should just start, you know, and walk right. away from it and, you know, go to sleep all night and let the water boil away. That That's just nuts. Mm-hmm. But uh, what what I was looking at was uh, fire departments and universities and government studies and stuff like this are saying you do that you're filling your house with carbon monoxide. Oh Jesus! Oh, because will, you're leaving the stove on for so long. Because of your extended periods of time of, of using the gas stove right. and burning the. W- I didn't know right. this, you know, um, at the time. Right. And I don't know. Uh, I. I Maybe if you have a carbon monoxide detector that's battery operated, you could plug, you could switch that on so that you don't like die. <laughs> yeah, but, but a lot of people didn't even think about that. I mean, you just I didn't think about like, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like carbon monoxide. I'm thinking that comes from fuel exhaust. That comes from generators. Well, I guess yeah. it comes from any kind of burned fuel. That's why you can't use things like, um, like uh, what you call it, those little. Hibachi grills and stuff like that. You can't use any of that inside because it all builds up. Yeah, and but you with can't gas, smell it. You can't. I mean, I guess I wouldn't have thought about. Well, leaving it on twenty-four hours a day, I think, is a bad idea. But I mean, when you're having a big cooking day and you're cooking for four or five hours at a pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a, that's not unheard of. And even with these little single. Uh, they're supposedly safe for indoor use, and chefs use them, and people doing little cooking demos and everything. These little butane stoves, you really should crack a window, you know. So, yeah, to get some kind of fresh air in. It's going to be on for maximum 15 minutes, so... No, we're talking boiling big pots of water at like yeah. four, four or five hours at a time, and it does work. It does, like, disseminate heat in the room, in the surrounding rooms. Uh, it's not nearly as good, of course, as your, your regular furnace, but it, it does, it keeps the house... If you step outside and it's really, really cold, when you step in, it feels warm. Mm-hmm. You know? One of the side effects, though, of that is it's it turns your house into a sauna. All the cold surfaces near the windows, up on the ceiling, out in the corners, they start literally dripping water. <laughs> Steaming up from the... Oh, it does! Wow, that's Everything gets wet. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's warm, but everything is wet. And, and, and after that, once you're done, it dries out when the heat comes back, but then you're begging for mold if you don't bleach all the surfaces that were dripping water. Oh, God. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> it's... You know, it's one of those... I'd just uh, rather just get some blankets and bundle the hell up and be done yeah, with it. Yeah, <laughs> But, you know, I... 
I just, wow, I can't, I, eight days without, I can't imagine, I, because I, most of what I do, I mean, Jesus Christ, for, for, you know, everything as a blind person, you re- rely almost all of it on tech. Mm-hmm. You know, can't, I don't, I mean, the, yes, there is Braille, but most people, myself included, don't use it for recreational reading anymore because it's too damn bulky. And so you've got, you know, I use my cell phone for book reading. I use my computer for for uh, all kinds of crap that most people don't use their computer for. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I just, I don't know what I would, I would go crazy for eight days not having a, anything. That, yeah, wow. I don't know what I would do to keep myself. I do a lot of meditating and a lot of... <laughs> We were not happy campers. We were not happy campers camping in our house. And and uh, yeah, for I I wrote uh, I wrote uh, actually a prime was asking uh, you know questions about what happened here and how how we dealt with it and stuff like that and I was I was telling uh, him in an email that uh, one of the one of the things that I really missed and wished we had that it prepped for you know was. A lantern that throws off enough light to read by, mm-hmm. because I got you know I've got books sitting around. It's like you know how you keep the the twenty or thirty or forty books in in those boxes or on those shelves. You you bought them and Nikki, you know this feeling. Mm-hmm. You bought them, you put them on the shelf. You say you know I'm going to read that one day, but just not. <laughs> and a, an eight day power outage is boy is that an opportunity and a half. But what? Ha- but if you got a candle, you're screwed. You know, I mean, you can. That's light why you eight. need five or six candles. That's the thing. You light five or six candles. You can maybe, uh, you can probably make out what's in the book, but then you're just begging for a fire hazard. Well, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> you light two. Damn it! You light enough candles to really see comfortably by, and you're just, you know, you're just asking for it. You're just asking for it with open flame like that in your house. It's a it's a trade. How did people survive before? I was thinking that myself. I'm Serious thinking my, eye strain. How does somebody <laughs> write something like uh, like uh, the mayor of Casterbridge or or what the hell is it? Tom Jones or some whatever Moby Dick, whatever those tomes were that people were Lord writing with quills, freaking quill pens and ink by candlelight. <laughs> Holy crap! How did they do that? Though to be fair, I mean when you when you're when you're used to darkness, mm. you know, a little candlelight is actually quite bright. So and if that is what your standard is, then you don't really know much more. But there was a, probably a lot of eye strain. And, and also there were gizmos to try and make it better, like reflectors, mm. which do help. making companies should use that as their slogan from this day forward. A little candle right, a little candle light can make it quite right. <laughs> Bill Bryson has a, a little bit he he writes books about all kinds of stuff but this one was about uh, rooms and, and how things kind of what's in your home today where it came from and how etc but something that kind of stuck with me was um, was he he talked about um, a letter that somebody would written from a dinner party that he'd been invited to I think is as late as 1855 or 1860 and talking about how brilliant the room was, how brilliantly lit the room was in this dinner party, and there were seven candles. And yet it was brilliantly illuminated to this guy. <laughs> like, whoa! So, again, yeah, there might have really been mirrors, big mirrors and reflectors and stuff, but 
and, and that's why, you know, crystal on the table, everything helped to try it, and silver all helped bounce the light around. Mm. But yeah, but seven candles was wow. <laughs> <laughs> so when gaslighting came around, it, it really, even though it made you look waxy and, and pretty dead, I guess because it was so bright compared to anything that had gone before, that's, I think that's one of the reasons it was so popular. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, just just a thought is all I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, well, it's true. It sucks when you. It's too dark to read. Like, well, we're we're <laughs> determined to get a generator because we heard uh, not everybody in our neighborhood had generators, but um, at least two people in our near vicinity did, and they were going constantly. Do they make them quieter now, or do they still go? <laughs> Um, they do not make them quieter, no. <laughs> so we can see, but we can't hear for shit because uh... I was surprised at how <laughs> at how much at how at how little most generators can actually handle. Because a, f- a friend of mine, I was talking to her because they've got kids and stuff like that, and I said, "Well, are you guys going to get a generator?" And aside from the initial cost, because yes, you can have it for years and years, she was really kind of pissed off to find out that, you know, one in their price range would would run. I think it was one light bulb and maybe the refrigerator. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't much at all. Oh, they're abysmal for providing power. They really are. It's, it's like, man, man. I'm like, really? That's all you get for this thing? It's, she's like, I know. So, like one stankin' light bulb? Yes. So I don't know. So, but I think you, I, I can see why, especially if there's if how it would be great to have if you're in an area where you lose power for days at a time, weeks mm. at a time. So even if you didn't use it every day, you would have that, you know, that recourse for a little while. Well, and at least you could, I would think that you could like, um, you could, uh, my vocabulary sucks tonight. I don't know what the hell my problem words, is. Words, use your you words. Can, I, I, passed, I passed you, my dizziness on to you geez, when you, I picked you, up the Skype. You can, you can like trade things out. So maybe, you know, for right now, we'll get the refrigerator up and running just enough so things get cold again and then we can let it sit. Till they get, mm-hmm. till they. <laughs> so you can really breed all that bacteria. <laughs> or, or well, you know, or we could run it to charge the, the phones. The Tomaine yogurt's not quite ready yet. We can, Give it a little. Push. We can use it to charge the phones, <laughs> so we can actually communicate with the out with whatever the outside world has to offer with no power. Mm. Uh, or use, you know, whatever. Don't have See, that's that's a good point. That actually is a very good point because we can it wasn't, power up the Kindle if nothing else, so we can read. Yeah, mm. there, it wasn't uh, a lot of how the emergency was handled depended on how smart the people were in charge in the townships. Mm. Mm. Okay, in our township, they were idiots, <laughs> and I'm sorry, but they were. They just were. We went to a town meeting where the the fire marshal was waving people in. First of all, this is how they tell, let everybody know they, they have no. They seem to have no other uh, uh, way to disseminate information except to send a first aid squad truck. Now, you know, God bless these people. Terrific, they're volunteers. They're doing something. Um, they're on the rescue squad. All the rest of this stuff. Um, my heart goes out to them. I'm glad they were working, but the methods and the things that they were told to do and the whatever. They get into a first aid truck, and they sound the siren as they're entering the neighborhood, the emergency siren. And then they make 
a muffled, garbled announcement somewhere <laughs> three or four, you know, <laughs> blocks down. And then they drive two blocks. They make the same muffled, garbled announcement. And then they drive past your house and go two blocks down and make that same garbled, muffled announcement. Now, for all you know, what they're saying is, Godzilla is coming, we must flee. You have no idea what they're saying. You know, whether it's, it's, you know you, you've got to boil your, your water, there's Ebola in it, and we're telling everyone, you have no idea. There's a chicken heart that's coming to eat up New York City. Exactly. Andy Ed was here, I, I, I think, I, was, I don't know where I was. I was at work or I was asleep. No, I was at work. I was at work trying to, then uh, they were running on generator power because whatever. Uh, this happened, you know, and it's kind of like, all right, what now? What next? She had, she had to physically, you know, go out and stop these people and mm-hmm. say what? <laughs> and the announcement was, anybody need any water or ice? <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, they're going through scaring the shit out of the people that can't hear them. Mm. You know, and that's fine. So anyway, the same method was used. We're having a town meeting, and they announced that there was a town meeting at 2 o'clock at St. Lawrence Church. And I drive two blocks. There will be a town meeting. As if everybody knows where St. Lawrence Church is. <laughs> I don't know where St. Lawrence Church is. You know, when you describe the muffled idea. announcement, it makes me think of that old Stevens and Gritnick routine about the double cheeseburger onion rings and a large orange drink. <laughs> That's precisely what it sounded like. They needed. They needed. Uh, they needed Patrick Stewart ordering the ordering the. Wait a minute. What the hell was it? A McDonald's. Yes. I would like a fillet of fish. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, that's who they needed. So, you know, and, and then they changed the announcement. Uh, they weren't even reading from, from, from a card or a script or something. They just whatever they happened to feel like saying at whatever block they stopped at. Because oh <laughs> the next time they came around, St. Lawrence Church in Lawrence Harbor. I was like, okay, Lawrence Harbor's not that big. I ought to be able to find a church if we want to go to this meeting. So we went to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I recorded it, and Andy had edited it and put it up in a YouTube video um, huh. uh, just so that people could get an idea of just how, pardon me, just how fucked up people are around here. Mm-hmm. At any rate, there's the fire marshal. Wait, notes. Just, Wait how fucked will, up are they? <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes. You'll be able to find out yourself. <laughs> this, uh, they, they, they called the pastor to ask him to open up the church, a church with a capacity for about 250 people. It's dark because there's no, obviously there's no lights in the church and the stained glass doesn't, you know, exactly let in all that much at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on an overcast day. So there's, you know, the 250 people that got there early enough to start with to get seats in this dark church and then the fire marshal is waving people in and telling them to come forward, move forward, move forward. Come on, there's more room, more room. The fire marshal. <laughs> the aisles are packed. The seats are jammed. There's more than 800 people in this 250 capacity church. And the fire marshal of this township is waving people, you know, in. And then the, you know, the little pol- political uh, mucky muck heads or whatever, you know. 
<coughs> grand high poo paws of upper butt crack as <laughs> as uh, uh, is that their official. What the, what the hell is I'm going to use that in something. I don't know what it's going to be. It'll Dolores, Dolores Claiborne. Dolores Cla- crack. Love that. That's stealing from uh, stealing from Dolores oh, Claiborne. Okay. Um, uh, or, uh, he starts by introducing everybody from the council. Um, a, nobody gives a crap who you are. <laughs> nobody gives a crap who's standing behind you or what they do in the town. And also, they're never going to recognize any of these people if they see them on the streets because they're in darkness. <laughs> you know, they had this battery operated. Didn't they have, well, I was going to say, one flashlight you hold under your chin? You know, they, <laughs> no, they didn't even have a conch. Bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. <laughs> they didn't even have a conch to pass around. No. They had the, the, it, was, it was probably running off a car generator or something, some kind of PA system or something. Whatever. And it just got so. Yeah, there's a fire marshal packing everybody in beyond to dangerous capacities. People that are already tired uh, because they haven't gotten a good night's sleep in in six days, pissed off, mm. getting no information from anyone anywhere, especially not the 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 media of you know of New Jersey, because you know JCPNL or you know, having a reporter to go and ask specifically what the problems are, and all the rest of this stuff. That's just you know beyond them. But whatever. <laughs> And the 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 crowd is is peppered with loud moronic idiots who know nothing better about a social gathering than what they've learned at sports arenas. Oh God! Because they're shouting out things like "Rebuild the shore," you know, and they're hiding hiding in among the anonymous and and screaming out "Politician!" There was a guy right behind me. A guy wow. right behind me who was just screaming, Politician! What about the gas leak? And then someone else screaming, We're getting our generators stolen! It's like, how many generators do you have? And lots. You know? So, I've just learned a very important lesson going to these meetings. You have to go with a squirt bottle of water. So, just like with errant pets, when that happens, you can turn around and say, Shut up! Squirt, 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 squirt! That or you have to go with, with a bullhorn so you can Where's go. your manners? Squirt, 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 squirt. Let me tell you, that would have gone over so well. <laughs> that would not near, that wouldn't have caused any kind of a riot or a fist fight. Or building, all of a sudden a riot starts because Nikki keeps squirting people. <laughs> Be polite. Squirt, 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 squirt. I was only trying to help the people in charge by putting a handle on the situation and distributing discipline as I saw fit. Exactly. <laughs> they were being rude. <laughs> a tap of the stainless steel hanky by politeness man. <laughs> exactly what they need. Damn it. Well, he eventually, finally, after, after uh, you know... Oh, and of course, you know, they, they, he, because we, we were uh, guests in this place... Uh, Everybody sat still and was actually quiet for the pastor leading everyone in a prayer. Mm. Yeah, hey, fine, Thanks. whatever. Thanks. Whatever, yeah. Mm. The, whatever, what nobody said, and what I was dying, what was, what I was dying to scream out, Lord, uh, let there be light. No, what I was dying to scream out was, oh, and thanks for the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't. I'm oh, proud. I did so not. good. I would have probably gotten my ass kicked if I'd said something like that. But anyway, you would have squirted it in any case. I, I would have got squirted, squirted, but with water uh, and far far worse. <laughs> Eventually, got to the part where we did, where we are, we are told 
that our substation was placed at sea level in a marina and got creamed by sea containers and and lawyers and doctors' boats being thrown against it. Ah. Which is, you know, so much, <laughs> such a nice thing to hear. Mm. Oh, and it was, you know, ancient. It was like 40 years old plus. So, fine. That was, in, that was, that was a why. You know, that at least was a, this is why it's going to take another uh, three to ten days. Wow, three to ten yeah, and that was after we had, you know, that was after we'd already been out six. You know, I'm, I'm listening to myself go on about this, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to keep it in perspective because, like I said, some people's freaking houses were washed away. Right. You know, some people actually like lost family members and stuff. So, in context, this is really starting to sound like whining. But you were seriously experience. inconvenienced where you could I, have been really, really damaged, right? I understand yeah. where you're coming from there, and I'm not saying I disagree with it. I also, however, feel that, <coughs> I guess by the word however, I guess I am kind of... No, I, 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 I get that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think... I do not problems, feel your pain. <laughs> problems are relative, and I don't agree with the idea that uh, I met a man... You know, I, I knew a man with no shoes and felt sorry for him until I met a man with no feet. No, that's true, but it still sucks to have no shoes. That's you know? true, yeah. I, I think it's too easy to minimize and be like, oh, well, my problems are... No, your problems are your problems, and your your aggravation is just as valid in its own way as someone else's, even though theirs is, in terms of strict magnitude, much worse. You know, it, it's it doesn't mean that your situation sucked any well not any less it, never mind I, I, I'm kind of <laughs> no I know what you're saying I know exactly what you're saying and yeah like but you know it's all it's everything is relative everything is relative center perspective and and what 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 makes this like what makes this bubble up in my head and what I, you know aside from the fact that you're sitting in the dark thinking of nothing else <laughs> you know for eight straight for eight days um, yeah, I know there's parts in the world that have never had electricity, and they get along fine. So eight days is kind of like, what? But the thing is... They're also prepped to deal with it because that's what they know. That's what their life well, is. That's how they well, live. Well, not only that, though, it's we have not really had it all that long, but everything in our surroundings is depends now... Depends on. Depends on, exactly. The same thing with heating and with cooling. Like, houses are no longer built... To cope with natural temperatures, they're built to be little hermetically sealed bubbles with heating and cooling units to do it for you. So that yeah. when it goes sproying, like all these people who <laughs> didn't have heat, when it got cold out, right? So they lost power. They didn't have any heat. But the houses were no longer designed to, for most of them to have a viable fireplace or fire pit or secondary heat source or, you know, and when in the summer when we had that horrific storm, when was it? In June? People without power for a week to two weeks in 105-degree weather, but houses are no longer built with windows for cross-drafts and stuff like that, So, mm. and high ceilings and, and, and even uh, manually operated ceiling fans, which nobody has those for a long time, but they used to exist where you know pull a little cord and you could at least kind of move the hot air around you. Yeah. Nobody has that now. And I guess that's the trade-off. We have all these really cool gizmos. But it really, really, really sucks. 
when well, it gives the, it to work. One of the things that was driving Andy Ed nuts, and me too, actually, I didn't hear it <laughs> as often as she did, but uh, 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 occasionally once someone would say, you know, we've been really spoiled and privileged by having electricity. Like, no, we haven't. <laughs> you, you know, um, I'm sorry, 50... Uh, 50 no, 70 years ago, you could say that. In the 30s, you could say that. Because it was still, still relatively new. I'm sorry, in the New York metropolitan area, it's, it's, your, it's your way of life. But It's not spoilage. And it's also it, not cheap. It it's not as if we don't pay like insanely for it either. But here's the thing, and, and I've thought about this ever since uh, – I love connections. What can I say? But I've thought about this. Like we, we do these things, but we never kind of leave ourselves a secondary backup system for whatever reason. Like we're too lazy, it's too expensive, or just don't want to deal with it, or can't really find an interesting corner to put it in. But like we don't, we don't have a really good plan for when crap goes sproying. You know, especially in the cities. Well, the, the fact that this was such a unique experience is one of the reasons why. But we've is never it? gone. It, well, it is. How many? Because, we have storms every year. Yeah, every we have storms every not year. Like, yeah, but not that take, take the power out for eight days. The longest time, the longest amount of time I think either of us ever experienced being without electricity was something like twelve hours. Hmm. I think you know we're new. We're urban kids. We're urban New York metropolitan area kids that have never had the power gone for more than a day, mm. and a day seems like an incredibly long time for it to be off. It's right. just the way it has been for for our entire lives. Yeah. Well, and I think that in that in that sense, though, I think I understand what people say when mean when they say we've been incredibly spoiled by electricity because. We don't know what it's like to go. I, I mean, you have experienced it now. I've never experienced going without electricity for more than five or six hours at a stretch. You know, and that's even and that's extremely rare. So, mm-hmm. the idea of going eight days is is just is um, almost unfathomable to me. I, I can't wrap my head. I mean, I can kind of wrap my head around it, but it's just like eight days. Jesus, that's a long. That's. <laughs> It's a long time. And I there mean, were as, folks as that were longer. There were folks yeah. are, you know, in areas around us that still, you know, uh, three days after that, four days after that, still had no had no power. Did you, just do you have city water? You don't have well water, right? We don't have well water. No, we had uh, because we, we were by lucky. God, we had that gas and water. Made that would have feel been, like a year if you just, just left. a fucking pump for water. No, if we had no water. We would just left. We would just locked up and and taken <laughs> taken put. And uh, and the cat and got in the car and just drove to another state. <laughs> so you find, do you have water? Do you have heat? Electricity? Do you have, water? Fine. You have electricity. Staying. You have gas. You know the dog will sleep in the car. So will I. I don't care. Just till we get things just back up and run. get things back up and running. Yeah, man. You know, we, the we, amount of people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just. Well, no. Good. I was drifting into another. Into a a. a Connecting thread. So finish that, and I'll come. I'll jump on later. The amount of people that were out that were uh, knocked out of uh, electricity in in this and 
and this is just the state of New Jersey, not the whole New York, not the Staten Island, and where whole neighborhoods got burned down, and Long Island and and New York. Just in New Jersey, uh, 2.6 million people. Andy had looked it up later on. That's that's more than the population of Nebraska. Wow! It's like well, imagine the entire state of summer. Nebraska being knocked out, and 13 other states after Nebraska. It's like you know. It was like uh, I think it was two and a half million people that were without power this June. Uh, my aunt was one of them down in Bethesda, Maryland, one of the biggest suburbs of D.C. Even though it's Maryland, it's you know five minutes away. Well, whatever, mm-hmm. fifteen minutes away from D.C. D.C. was shut down, and that whole area, and it went into Ohio, I think. But it was like two and a half million people, and and a chunk of South Jersey got hit, and somehow knock fiber board thing mm-hmm. we we escaped that here in our little tiny neck of the woods but south of us everything was completely defunct with that with that weird what was it called a herechi storm or something the bow-shaped storm that came through herechi mm. um, herechi harachi anyway that put, one put and the it was yeah. <laughs> the but billboards another, and store signs were still standing undamaged. Another, another Thank very interesting name for storms. And the dogs are okay. <laughs> and the dogs one of, are okay. One of those, but it was the same sort of thing. It was like millions of people just, it just all was flattened in terms of getting the power up and running. And a lot of it, again, was tree damage and lines down and so on and so forth. But yeah, boggles the mind that it, it can affect that many people. Well, the, the thing that. That tripped me out, and this is what I was going to say earlier, was, was the fact, you know, we, we have our society, at least my section of society that I am, I have made my life in. You know, I can't speak for our society as a whole, because, but has gotten so widespread in terms of, like, my circle of friends. I don't have any friends locally here, really, that are, I mean, I have some, but not many. Most of my friends that I consider really, you know, my true friends are way the hell thousands of miles away in, in many cases. I mean, in, in you guys, you guys and, and the, the jet pack lists and, you know, um, just yeah. a lot of people who are in other states that I, and, and the thing is you, you meet, you know, these people from being online. And when that thread is cut, mm-hmm. you have no way of knowing are they dead? I mean, that's a little extreme, I realize, but in some cases, no, because you hear, we heard about people getting, you know, killed by the store and how horrible it was going to be, and, you know, you can't help but listen to some of the sensationalized media and go, shit, you know, and then when it hits and you're like, okay, Adam's not responding to his emails, that's very rare, is he okay? Has anyone heard from him? Do we know what's going on? And luckily, Nikki stepped in pretty quick and was like, I think they're without power, but that's all... Hmm. And I felt really bad. I should have called you right away, Adam. But I'm like, you know, they're probably dealing with stuff. Don't want to bother them. (laughs) It never even occurred to me. Wow, their house could be mashed flat and they could be under all of this rubble. It really didn't. Boy, talk about knocking wood. Holy crap. Yes, please. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't. That's not a funny thing. But that I just I didn't go there. I didn't go to catastrophe. I just went to, they're probably without power, and they're probably, you know, they're, they're doing stuff, maybe cleaning up the yard. And, but at least and that's, I should have, I should so have it, called much sooner. Sorry about like, that. You were okay. It's okay. Well, then she can find out. But there are a lot of cases where 
you know, some of my friends, I don't have a, it's, you know, just an isolated, per, well, not isolated to them, but isolated to me, an isolated mm-hmm. person in such and such a state. Okay. Have no way of checking whether they're okay, other than just texting them and hoping that they respond eventually, or mm-hmm. or maybe a phone number, but of course, if the phone lines are down, that's not going to, but you, you see what I'm saying, though, there's no, yeah. there's no, like, normally, if it's somebody local, you can say, hey, uh, Harry, check on, on, uh, Juanita there and see mm. Juanita check on Harry there and see if he's okay because we haven't heard from him is, and you're next door or you know is he it's you know electric there's, village there's yeah there, there's nothing there's nothing uh, you know you can't even take a horse and ride down to the neighboring village because the neighboring village that you're looking for is thousands of miles away yeah. that's it we've got to start the fun for the Skype generator Pretty, yeah. <laughs> Skype how generator. would this work um. Uh, okay, so there's some difficulties to be overcome. But <laughs> the Skype generator. It's an okay. interesting idea, isn't it? How do you power, keep power to all the people on Skype on their computers so they can check in? This, this is this is for an individual home. I only know this because we're planning. I don't know whether we're going to get it because mm-hmm. it's pretty steep, but we're planning to get a generator. Yeah? Can uh, you get a solar power generator? Does such a thing exist? I was I'm sorry. I have just thrown fault. I would the think fact that you're spending so much must. time in the wind and the rain. Hush <laughs> <laughs> up. Maybe they have panels as well. I'm looking it up. So there. there ha ha be. ha. There's, there's wind. There's wind generators. Portable the main, generators. Mainly those types are the things that uh, slow trickle charge a big bank of batteries, and you go off the batteries after they've been charged. Oh. Uh, direct yeah, direct solar generator n- enough to, uh, I think enough to. Uh, enough to run a digital watch <laughs> at present so yeah but a 5000 watt generator that'll run for 6 hours on a full t- uh, tw- yeah 6 hours on a full tank of gas mm-hmm. 12 if you don't plug anything into it isn't <laughs> that useful to know <laughs> um that will run two space heaters one to put in your basement and one to put in one of the you know a room so Did that your house is on the Jetsons. So, yeah, is, stop that. Is wah, the heater so they so that you don't develop mold or something? Or well, the space heaters are so that you're not boiling water and steaming up your house. Uh-oh. Literally, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, talking about those. They're they're fifteen thousand watt ceramic heaters that kick out a buttload of heat. Mm-hmm. And Invented by the Amish. Work great. They're, they're, <laughs> the Amish invented. Just ignore him. Just ignore him. (laughs) Stupid ass infomercial thingies. This guy was selling these heaters that supposedly were being made by the Amish, and and uh, you can have one. It's handcrafted by the Amish for 19.95, and it'll heat your house like because the Amish use them, so you know they must work well. You're an idiot, sir. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) If the thing's got a plug trailing away from it, then yeah, he's lying through his exactly. Oh God! It's like the Amish anyway. don't plug anything in. <laughs> That's the. This is the kind of thing that doesn't affect them because they live their backup yeah, system. They're looking at us, going, "You guys are a bunch of sissies." <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Hell yeah. 
But yeah, um, so a 5,000 watt generator will, will power two of those and two computers. Hmm. That'll do. <laughs> hmm. That'll do. Because otherwise we'll go nuts. <laughs> well, hopefully. So something that'll keep the pipes from freezing and keep us from going stir crazy. So hopefully, knock on plywood, you don't have to worry about this again. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, just, Zeke, nobody at the door. That was just me. Judging from, I'm ju- judging from the way uh, the, this kind of uh, weather catastrophe was handled, um, I'm, I'm not filled with confidence. So, we'll see. Well, I hope you get it and it, that it does everything you need it to do. I do, too. I hope we actually can find gas for it somewhere. <laughs> So yeah, so it's not a kerosene. It's no, a, it's gasoline. They're gasoline, gasoline generators. Yeah, and the cheapest one. Well, the the boss actually fired up the computers and some of the lights at uh, the store uh, with a five thousand watt generator. But that was it. Couldn't run any of the uh, mm. you know anything else. I think the ones my friends were looking at were smaller because I don't think that it could it could power up that much. Yeah. Well, he paid eight hundred dollars for that one. No. Mm-hmm. No. And that was at Costco. Wow. So just getting a regular retail one's probably a grand for a five thousand watt generator, and like like you said, it just doesn't power all that much. Mm. And it was funny. He plugged the phone system in because you know, so the store could get calls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the phone system wouldn't work because the servers were in were in. Uh, uh, Sayreville and Sayreville had no electricity so the servers were down so, oh, no. so it didn't we couldn't even get money. phone calls this is how this is how interconnected all the all the all right. the damn stuff is right and you would think servers would have backup generators or something they may very well have but uh, they Pump. ran out of diesel fuel and there wasn't a pumping mm. you know any anywhere pumping diesel or because he didn't have power to run the pumps to pump the gas. God. Exactly, exactly. It's just, you don't think about that. That's but the see, kind of but that's what I'm saying. That's the part that kind of irritates me. Is like it's gotten so vast, but there's no manual override built in. There's no even though it would suck or it would be slow. There's no manual pumps that you can hook up anymore. You know, there's no. It yes, it would really bite, but if if it would at least get you know pow, get gasoline to emergency vehicles or something like that mm. you have a way to draw it up we don't have manual overrides for for home wells no home I, wells. I agree with you nikki i think that i've that been saying really bothers me that there's no plan b yeah no, i've been saying you don't have a cistern on the roof to get us in the post-apocalypse is the uh, <laughs> is the fact that i mean people are all getting all oh my god the cloud is so great and so awesome and everything's stored on servers and we don't need to own anything because it's all on servers and it's like okay let's put our hands in yeah okay so you know that's lovely but perhaps you want a little something over here just in case i mean and i'm not saying like this house that you know dad's house does not have any of those features either and it drives me crazy actually that, that i don't have i don't have a backup heat system i don't have a backup cooking system i don't have anything like that but by god if i ever get to build my own place i'm gonna have at least two if not three 
heat sources and you know at least one uh, two ways to get water to the house and something Give me a bunch of coal and store it somewhere it will, well you know it just it sucks but uh, yeah i hate being completely and utterly stranded i hate the idea of it a lot mm. so one of the things i heard actually one of the very very few calls that came in on the uh on the local station, I don't know how they let it through. It was actually a useful thing to, for someone to say. Mm-hmm. Was uh, <laughs> some kind of state? If the state can legislate anything that's worthwhile as a result of this, aside from uh, restructuring uh, the power companies and uh, how the money is distributed for replacing old equipment mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that, is uh, in Florida after I think Andrew after Hurricane Andrew. It became state law that you could you, the only way you could function as a gas station and be open as a gas station is if you had on the premises uh, uh, a generator mm. that, could, that could run your business. Mm. It became Florida state law for gas stations to run. That's to, funny to have, to have generators. You know, it's it's funny that you mention uh, power upgrades and and stuff like that because H Y Y W H Y Y. Uh, the NPR station in Philly has mentioned it a few times, but nobody has gotten mm, a little bit on the crusading edge about it. But they have mentioned a few times that uh, um, power companies have been taking in fees from customers for decades now, supposedly for equipment upgrades, millions upon millions upon millions of dollars for oh, yes. equipment and grid upgrades. And yet, <laughs> it's a third world grid. So. Isn't that funny? Isn't that amazing? We've been paying for these upgrades for 30 years, but they don't seem to materialize. <laughs> so, huh. What mm. a mystery. Mm. I wonder where the money has, has mm-hmm. gone. Mm. I mean, I have heard it mentioned in a, in a number of reports, but not in a, we really need to investigate this sort of way, or, you know, congressmen are up in arms, are going to check this out. It's just like... You know, utility companies have been taking in millions of fees for upgrades, supposed upgrades, and yet it's not been happening. And you get statements from uh, some of the mucky mucks. One of the one of the uh, high level executives of PSENG, I don't remember the name, uh, after this had gone on for about seven or eight, uh, seven or eight days, said, "I'm sorry, people upset that their lights don't work." Oh, oh what, fuck you! What son. a statement to make! What? Wow, is it almost the lights? Almost as bad as the BP president saying he just wants to get back to his life now, after the oil well explosion. Oh, the you poor, know, like it was all so baby. difficult, but he'd really just like to get back to his life. What a snotty rag thing to say! Wow. <laughs> yeah. And and symptomatic of uh, symptomatic of like you know mm-hmm. why. Uh, uh, decades of fees have been that, taken that's in. where a couple of million have wound up <laughs> in our extra fees. And I love how that that, the bill... I'm still blown away by that the asininity of that statement. The fact that someone could say that, yeah. They just talk about having his head under yeah. a rock. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Under a rock is a polite uh, euphemism for what I have uh, pictured. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't want to go there. I was thinking it, though. So anatomically difficult, and yet mm. so apt. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> wow. Un, 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 unbelievable, unbelievable. And again, you know, the, the in 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 
combination. I'm picturing the conversation that happened 40 years ago uh, as to where such and such as this substation needed to go. And I know, I know there was not a single engineer who actually knows about electricity, who actually knows about power distribution, who actually understands how strong, durable, what it has to make, you know, what a substation has to do. There was not a single one of those guys that said, put it in the marina at sea level where the boats are. Well, I think they somebody did because think of the lovely view it would have. No, but that just sounds counterintuitive or counterproductive to me. We're going to put electricity Mm -hmm. in the water. Yeah. What the hell? Well, no, no, no. I'm sure it was at least two, maybe even three feet above the water. Well, still, though, it's going to be... Do you know what I just found out? Because I've been very been thinking a lot about solar panels, and even though it, it, the initial cost can be quite pricey, it, it, anyway, I would I would love to get solar panels attached to the house. Okay, I've been thinking they about are nice. that. Nice. I had but a solar I... swimming pool when mm-hmm. I was. My jeez. No. Nice. I want a pool. Shut up. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I hadn't realized. I was just reading a, a way cool article on it uh, in Mother Earth. Nice in the summertime. Thank you very much. Is um, Heated and everything. Hush up, you. <laughs> was, was that, like, there's actually three main ways to have solar. And when you're hooked up to the grid, I'm like, great. So you have solar power, and you use what you use. And if you generate more, it goes back onto the grid, and they take it off your bill, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't that sound great? And I thought... And then, if if the grid goes down, it's okay because you still have your panels. No, if you are connected to the grid, it has an automatic shutoff so that the lines go dead, so that if somebody has to come out and work on the lines, they don't get blown off their ladder. So, solar panels, if you're connected to the grid, won't help you in a power outage. Isn't that interesting? How nice. (laughs) You need to have the other version where it goes to the batteries where you're off the grid, not connected into the grid, and have battery backup storage. That will help huh. in a power outage. Uh, yeah. <coughs> Somebody like, thought that through real nicely. Well, they do have a point. I mean, if you're connected to the grid and then somebody comes out to fix lines, you, you don't want them, you know, getting electrocuted. That would no, but- be bad. But I hadn't thought about it. I was like, look, you got panels on the roof. Boom, you always got power as long as the sun's out. La, 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 la. No, you don't. So. <laughs> that puts me in mind of, uh, it puts me in mind of um, imagining myself to be one of the, one of the guys that had to get into the cherry picker trucks and go from place to place, town to town. Fixing wires, removing trees, replacing transformers, bringing up uh, insulation packs, and and listening to somebody like me going on and on about this thing, when in fact what I probably should be saying is, in it, it's probably a, a near miracle that they actually did get power restored to so many people in so short an amount of time, considering what they were dealing with. So. Before this conversation ends, uh, I should say thank you to the folks that actually are on the ground and know what they had to do and how much they got done in that short amount of time. And my message to them is, wow, well done. 
Hmm. My message to the high-level executives of all the power companies are, bite me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what he said. Well, it's pretty obvious we're not going to get... We're not going to get to the game because if you have to leave at six thirty or at uh, nine thirty, hmm. yeah, that's not going to happen. But I'm glad we I'm glad we did talk about it because it's the first time we've had a chance to chat since. Uh, and it's since good the to, to catch up about it too because I have a big wet whammo. There's, there's going to be I I keep feeling like there's going to be some wicked ass snow event. That's what I'm winter. thinking. I don't know why, but I'm pretty convinced. I don't know that there will be more than one, but I feel like there's going to be a wicked-ass snow event. And it's it's best to talk about these things now and get a plan B going. So. Get the lanterns. Yeah. Get the, get the you know. Let me get my little butane stove thing. If you can afford it, get a generator. Because and that, that, that that's the single most important thing in Auntie Ed's mind. And mine too, because you know I don't I don't like I like the cold, but I don't like to freeze to death, and I also don't like the pipes to burst or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Is heat? Yeah. Well, that's and, what those little silver space blankets are about those mylar sheets. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about the house. No. Being able to see your breath. <laughs> if it's one of them three foot snow uh, things. Here is an actual quick question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to another friend of mine who has a 92-year-old father, which was a problem because he didn't want to leave the house, right? Not let him leave. Mm -hmm. She's looking into, and her sister has one, and I think her brother has one, the ventless, it's it's, um, a fireplace thing. It's If you have a gas line and you already have it for your cooking stove, you can get these... um, Oh, the, the, the log, gas things? The ceramic, yeah, flames that, so you don't need a chimney, they're chimneyless. And it all happens behind glass and you see a display and everything? Something like that. You can, can get fake logs, you can get, yeah. you can get a little, it's like a little skinny box. Mm. I mean, that's, that's pricey too, but um, I think it's cheaper than the generator that you're talking about, actually. I was looking up, looking it up, because we don't have a gas line, because I thought, you know, that might not be a bad thing for dad to have in the future going forward because we don't have a secondary heating system. Hmm. I was reading about it because it, it's still, it's it's not really meant to be a primary heat source so that if you were going to run it all the time, you would probably have to crack windows just to make sure that you don't have um, carbon. That you don't wake up dead. Yes. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> but I, I so, many, <laughs> so many tragic stories about what the first... But, sorry, go ahead. I, no, I was, no, I was no. But, but it, like, at least for one room, it wouldn't do your entire house. But you could, you could have like one little semi-cozy room mm-hmm. while things were going on. Oops. I don't know. I I think it's an interesting idea. It's not my absolute favorite one, but I think it's an interesting idea. It's a possibility. I'm thinking um, between between the unit itself and getting somebody qualified, because I'm not going to do it, <laughs> to, to run a gas line to one of these. Hell so no. You got, no that, your gas company would have to come out and do That's that. That's something I don't play have, with. The, the one thing she was saying, because they've already got gas for the for stove. The stove. Yeah. yeah. But they don't have a gas heater. So, but they have the line there already for the stove, so to have an, another one run is apparently not that big a deal. Mm. Off the main line into whatever room you, you want. And I'm like, well, that, that's an interesting thought. 
So I don't know that – I'm sure that somebody in this neighborhood where this house is, I'm sure that there's gas lines somewhere. I have just no idea where. That's another thing that worries me is that there's gas lines and pipelines all over the damn place, and no one knows where they are. So... <laughs> the folks that fix them, they know where all, all of them so, are. Well, you can find out real easy by digging. <laughs> or... Get a water line. Get a backhoe and just dig that dirt up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you think that the that the professionals know? So about I think it was uh, two years ago. I go to leave the house and there's a big digger in the front yard and they've already dug out in uh, in the in the other the little little bit of dirt between the road and the sidewalk so like there's your yard then the sidewalk and then there's a little strip and then the curb and then the road i don't mm-hmm. know what the little strip is called but whatever it's a that berm. little strip is it a berm okay I don't know. that anyway they've got the big digger and there's a guy standing in a hole and i'm like what you're digging up the yard that's great and he's standing in the hole <laughs> past his belly button one guy's standing in this hole kind of like scratching his head and this other guy is standing there, and he's kind of like staring around him. He might have had a piece of paper in his hand. I come out, and he goes, uh, do, do you know if there's a sewer line here? I'm like, I have no idea. I have, oh, boy, talk about um, having no faith in the process after that. You know, You're in the wrong place. Uh, yeah, dug a hole deep enough for some guy to be standing up over his belly button, and he's scratching his head. You're scratching your head. You don't know what the hell you're digging up. Uh-huh. It's like uh-huh. the Simpsons episode where the gas mask is coming towards your face, and you hear the doctor say, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> you're about to go under the knife, and you hear Doctor Nick. <laughs> It was a lot like that. So, so much wow. for the trade professionals. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, my my confidence level in uh, in uh, general competence across the board uh, dropped significantly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which is pretty scary because I don't think it was all that high to begin no, with. No, actually, it wasn't. To be honest, it you remember wasn't. that people are just people, you know. Unfortunately, it's all. I just... know, and they can be so freaking. <sighs> they can be so freaking. Stupid! <laughs> I think that. I mean, no, really. I mean, come on. This, I, I, come <laughs> well, the, the, you know, aside from the idiots that uh, go to a town meeting not to get information, but to just be, you know, dickheads. The heckle. There's, there's people that are generally logistically challenged. I can give you two examples right off the bat. One is pre-hurricane, and one is post-hurricane. Pre-hurricane. All right. That more. Remember, I uh, I said Auntie Ed got us out of the house so we could get some like non-perishables and stock up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get all that much. We didn't expect to be out, but we got enough that. I mean, we're not we're not you know we're not big eaters and we don't cook and we're not uh, whatever. We got enough. We're 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 going to the checkout. It's like eight thirty, quarter to nine on a Sunday morning, and the the uh, AMP is packed. Mm-hmm. All right. That's unusual you know the parking lot is full the place is packed the lines are long everybody is concerned worried and in a rush to get the hell home mm-hmm. because you know oh my god the hurricane's coming coming we weren't panicked we just knew we had to get this stuff so we were just doing what we needed to do but whatever it's not a usual situation we're in the line the checkout lady um is running a series of questions 
past Andy Ed, uh, all having to do with getting an A&P bonus card. <laughs> okay? Perspective much. An anus B- A&P bonus card. And she, whatever answer, and, you know, she's trying to get stuff into the bags and into the cart and whatever, and she's being nice. She's a nice, you know, she's not mean to anybody. That's me. She's, she's being nice. She, the, the cashier must have heard yes and is getting her started on the paperwork for applying for an A&B bonus card. That's because they get bonuses themselves the more people they sign up. It was important. Well, oh, if I you see. don't do that, then the corporate comes down on their ass and, and is like, why didn't you try to upsell why to the bonus? Why didn't you try to upsell to this customer so that <laughs> yeah, we can add them like, to our demographic analysis even though we don't keep in stock anything as they buy? Yeah, so exactly. I don't blame them so much. I blame the corporate assholes who... Um, you know, well, I, you know, she was going on about all the money that she was going to save and this, that, and the other thing. And it's kind of like, you know, and there are people waiting in line behind us with their batteries and their candles and their not perishable. It's kind of like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe you could give this a little rest and let us get the hell out of here, go home and tape our windows. Yeah. But this woman was going on as if she personally had stock in the company. <laughs> the kicker of it was, of course, she did it wrong and it didn't go through, so we didn't get our <laughs> oh discount. That was oh, even man. better, you know? Okay, fine. That was the pre-example. And I, I'm sorry. I, I had to look at this woman as if she had two heads because it's like, are you looking? Are you are you looking around you? <laughs> Does this really seem like the best? Just the best time to to push this this stupid AMP this bonus yes. card thing. Yes, yes, it yes. is. The answer is Whatever. yes. Then then it was post post uh, hurricane. We actually made it out to a Home Depot because uh, apparently all the Home Depots managed to stay open because well, gee, I think they had generators. Hmm. Hmm. Funny um, that. Yeah, and they were allowing people, we heard on the radio that they were allowing people to come to their store and charge their cell phones. So, you know, not having the, the gizmo for the car that charges the cell phones, we said, okay, our, our batteries are dead, we can't call anyone, we can't get calls, we better damn go charge our cell phones. We get there, we ask the kid, the, the they have, a, you know, they have somebody at the front of the store that greets you and, you know, and can I direct you anywhere, help you with anything, whatever. Which is, which is great. It was this kid, this little, whatever, teenager. And we asked him, you know, we heard uh, the Home Depots are allowing people to charge their cell phones. And <coughs> it struck him as some kind of a weird alien concept that anyone could not have a fully powered cell phone. You know, really? even, even in the situation, he looked at us like, what? <laughs> and he had, to, he had to go and ask at the courtesy desk nearby what to do in such a wild situation as this. Someone wants to charge their cell phone here. <laughs> and they directed us to this uh, steel box outlet on the wall in the foyer, you know, just as you come in the store, um, that had two plugs in it. One had one of those wheelchair things plugged into it mm. to, for charging, and the other was empty, was open. That was it. It was like you can charge one cell phone at a time in this wow. one remaining plug in How this bizarre. stone. That was bizarre. And I thought to myself, uh, uh, no one, has no one come in to ask about this? Has no one come in to ask to see, you know, if they could charge it? And I'm thinking, all right, whatever. Okay, fine. They didn't, you know, scream at us and tell us to get out. 
You know, wow. buy, buy something great. They were nice. They said, yeah, you can use this. Uh, nothing to sit on. Nothing to whatever. You just had to stand there holding yourself <laughs> for two hours while for your an cell phone charged. Wow. Uh, and, and, and Auntie Ed was like, what? I don't care. I don't care. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it. You go down to the, to, to the, uh, what the hell? Can't even remember the name of the thing. Walmart. Because in the same plaza that was a Walmart that was open to, they had power. Uh, and and stock us up on such that we were out of a couple of things. And and she stood there. When I got back, a business, a local business, had come in with a power strip. And pl- and asked nicely, apparently, to uh, Andy Ed if, if she could plug into their power strip while they plugged into that thing. And then charged up their uh, two printers, two laptops. Uh, <laughs> they were setting up their local home, wow. their home business in the foyer of the Home Depot where these carts were charging. Now, we were in a little cul-de-sac, okay? We were in a cul-de-sac that no one was coming near because it was off to the side. There was, there was nothing like a traffic lane of any kind. There was carts on one side of us and closed off windows in this little foyer and people were coming in the store opposite us and going right into the store. We were nowhere near anything like a flow of traffic. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is the point. This is the stupidity point. One of the managers comes out. Uh, this, this, this lady comes out and says, I can't have you people here because it's a fire hazard and the fire marshal is running the show. <laughs> As if the fire marshal is, you know, in the Did back. Did you tell her about the town meeting? <laughs> I don't think we had been to it yet. I don't, this was pre-town meeting. Oh, okay. damn! That would have been priceless. It would have been priceless. But it's you know, as if the fire marshal were like crawling on the ceiling, looking down at her with a laser sight, you know, or in the back, going to come out any minute and say, "Why did you move those people?" The fire marshal. She didn't even know the name of the fire marshal. She was bullshitting. Mm. Fine, whatever. She's a manager. She's got to do whatever it is she told or what she thinks is right. But she says, "I've set up a charging station." I've set up an area where people can charge their cell phones. You know, it's got it's got tables and chairs and whatever. Yes, she did. They set up a bunch of folding tables. They put folding chairs around the tables, you know, so it's like banquet style. People can sit and talk with each other. Uh, there was no power run to it yet, but that's where she wanted people to charge their phones. <laughs> where? In the middle of an aisle. <laughs> okay? In the middle of a freaking aisle that people had to move through to get from one side, from one area, you know, gardening, to the main store. Logistics? Common sense? Idiocy? Wow. We were off to one side where we would have had to walk ten feet to get in someone's way. Wow. And she sets up this charging station in the middle of a freaking aisle. That's not a fire hazard, though. <laughs> the fire marshal surely would be proud of her for doing that. Wowza. So, yeah, my confidence level plummeted because it's so widespread. Mm. That kind of. That, that just, poor baby. Yeah, poor me. <laughs> Poor baby. I feel like Grandpa Simpson screaming at kids to get off his lawn. I swear. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, God, you know, shut up, Adam. <laughs> Big damn deal. Oh, my God, you were in the dark for eight days. Holy crap. 
How about people on the other side of the world that have to bury their kids on a regular basis? Oh. I know, relative. Everything's relative. Everything's relative. So, whatever. Well, I'm just glad that you both are okay, and I'm sorry for those who aren't. Hmm. And I would sound much more sincere if I wasn't being distracted by a big furry thing with a long tongue <laughs> licking the hell out of my arm. Zeke, will you lay down? <laughs> no, don't lick my face. That was another fun <laughs> thing about that uh, that fiasco game when you started doing the howling and the dog bits. <laughs> Zeke's reaction to it. it was excellent. That was priceless. Yeah, he got up, if I remember right. Hey, can you can you verify a rumor for me? And this is probably not a rumor. It's probably been reported, like, from here to Sunday. But did Oregon pass legalizing marijuana? Um, I haven't heard about Oregon. I've heard people mention Oregon, but it wasn't on the ballot here that I know of. I know Washington did. Um, and they think it'll be coming to... That's Washington Washington State. State. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and they think it'll be coming to Oregon in the next election, but I don't think it was here yet. Holy crap. Wow. I think it definitely happened in Colorado. Was it Colorado? And maybe Washington State. I know it happened in Washington State. Yeah. I think a big big question of whether it'll come here or not is how how it gets dealt with by the federal government. Mm. Right. Well, the the federal government is going to do what it does. It's going to tax the shit out of it. Well, there are rumors that they may have, like, federal governments walk, you know, uh, have representatives from federal government invading the shops that are trying to sell it and telling, you know, because it's It's like what happened in California. It might be legal in that state, but federally it's still not, and therefore we're going to hammer you. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. it's not saying it's going to happen, but it could. That's the big thing people are talking about. You know? Marketplace was uh, on NPR was talking to uh, a medical marijuana uh, guy who owns a medical marijuana store in I think it's in Washington in Washington State where it is legal. He has a legal business. He's he's got a whole legal enterprise, and yet he can't get a bank. Because he can't find a bank that will um, work with him or couldn't when he was completely upfront about his business because because of that very issue. Yes, it's legal in this state, but how will it affect us nationwide and federally? Right. So, like, man. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, we, we know that the tendency is to decide these things yeah, instead of figuring it out beforehand, they wait to see if the thing passes, and then they worry about whether it's. Yeah, now how are we gonna? Now how are we gonna uh, get our hands on the money? Yeah. Which, uh, like many things in politics, people only have a problem with it when it's in when it's convenient for them, or inconvenient for them. I mean. So yeah. I don't like the internet. Hmm. <laughs> oh, it just it just reminds me like uh, when I was <laughs> I forget what year it was. It was sometime in the late '80s, I think. Uh, there was a proposition in California, or maybe it was state or 
maybe it was nationwide. I think it was just California. Proposition 187. Was that statewide? Was that nationwide or was that the California thing? I was just involved enough politically to know what it was, but not politically involved enough to go. You know, I was like 19 or 18 or whatever and didn't really care all that much. But it was something about if immigrants came into the country, they were not going to be allowed medical. And it was a very knee-jerk reaction proposition. It was like, oh, we're going to take away their rights. We're going to take away all the stuff so, because they're illegals coming in here and this and that. And they're all taking all the thing. And and it was like, um, you know, no more ESL client unless you're a citizen. No more medical taken care of, isn't that? And uh, when it passed, as it did, because people rallied behind the yeah kind of thing, uh-huh. um, then the Supreme Court came in and, and ruled that it was non unconstitutional, which pissed all these conservative people off who had who had voted for it. Never mind the fact that, you know, I agree with, uh, I remember George Takei uh, was on a talk show I was watching at the time, and he was talking about how, uh, in fact, yeah, that's whatever year his book, like, uh, to the, hello, where'd he go? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello? Oh, dear. I think Skype dropped him. Oh, it's Skype was not agreeing. That's all. Skype's been very kind to us. Yeah, I'm. Am I oh, back? You're now? back. You're yeah. back. The year Yay. George Takei's the year George Takei's book came out. Yeah. Uh, so whatever year that was, because that's what he was on the talk show promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was talking about the Prop 187 and how, you know, yes, it's all well and good, but then if these people come in with all these diseases that we don't have immunizations for, and then there, then you get, you know, smallpox has a just using an extreme example, as a comeback because, you know, we didn't give this person the medical care they needed, and the disease got spread, and here we are. You yeah, know, so the kids, it, the kids didn't get vaccinated because there was no funding to do it. The, yeah, right. So it's a question of public health. But the point being is that you know, right now that that when it was them that were inconvenienced by this thing being declared unconstitutional, they were pissed off about it. Now, of course, it's fine when it's something like legalization of marijuana where they're like that shouldn't be done anyway and it's like well but I just find it interesting how the shoe is always on the other foot or never on the you know it's (laughs) it's on a different foot altogether exactly just the same folks folks that get pulled over regularly and uh, find at DWIs yeah, <laughs> they go home and they have their three or four whiskey sours or whatever the hell they drink. <laughs> three or four—that's that's on a slow night. But the, yeah, <laughs> but the the entire the entire country will go to hell in a handbasket of people. Uh, people, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I haven't. I'm I'm I've, I've never tried marijuana in my life. Me either. I've never tried really? marijuana in my life, and no, huh. I just never actually did. And really? it's like. I'm not. I'm not raring to run out and and grab it as soon as it becomes legal, uh, legal and and try it. I, I don't particularly care, but I do uh, have an attitude about the disparity between, you know, what's good for us and what's bad for us, and what's allowed to be sold and what isn't. Well, certainly, am- out of all the drugs out there, especially, I mean, and I I haven't 
tried it in years. It was never a big thing for me. It was with friends had it and was like whatever. And I was also too paranoid. It was not worth it mm. in terms of <laughs> any benefits that you may or may not get from it were not worth the potential costs and hazards if you got caught. You know, I just yeah, it was just ridiculous. wasn't worth it. So. And mostly, I think I, I personally think a great deal of it is in your head. You know, when it's it's about the ritual and the holding your breath, and you know, <laughs> there's definitely chemical stuff that goes on. I'm not disputing that, but I think, uh, especially when I was younger, when so many of my so many of my friends who, uh, you know, were potheads, but boy, it really did smell an awful lot like oregano at a lot of the time. So I'm not sure. <laughs> Of what they were buying was all that fantastic, if you know what I'm saying. So, and they're like, "Man, this is great shit." I'm like, "It is pizza seasoning." Anyway, so, <laughs> so I there. Where was I going with this? There was a point. Oh my god, there was a point. Uh, oh, but that that out of all of the drugs that are out there, um, pot. Is, is one of the things that's generally going to make you very mellow, you know? And, yeah. and all you really want to do is hang out, giggle a lot, and eat junk food. So Yeah, maybe if pot had been legalized earlier, of- hostess wouldn't be going out of business right now. Oh, that's the other big <laughs> thing, yeah. They're like hating life right now. No, Those that- bastards, why couldn't you have voted that in a year ago, you sons of... And, oh, unless God. you bought it from somewhere where it had been contaminated with something else, I don't think that I ever met anybody <clears throat> who got nasty. Like how you get mean drunks. You know, yeah. it, not just modeling or whatever, but they get, they, you can get mean and violent drunks. I don't think I ever met a single mean or violent pothead. I don't think you would. It runs counter to the chemicals that are being, that you're yeah. inhaling. Just want to lie there and go, wow, man. Well, I think, and the, and the concern seems to be that, it, and, it, and it may be justified concern. I'm not a cop. I, I know my, uh, I have friends who got, unfortunately, into harder drugs that started out with, but that's the concern is that it's a gateway drug. But my response to that is yes but the reason it's a gateway drug is because it was illegal because it's been lumped in with everything yeah. else that's illegal yeah, yeah so it's like the and, forbidden and fruit once you hit that forbidden and, fruit you can go on to the next forbidden fruit if it was legal it wouldn't be a big deal the, and people, the would just people be like, oh. that you're interacting with or the lifestyles that you're interacting with because it's illegal yes yeah, certainly does mm-hmm. open the door to other i think it can to other uh other actions and the people who are now generating the most of it. I mean, it's horrible, hideous and horrible shits going on by people who grow this or or sell it. Like they don't grow it, they sell it. And right. oh, I ran into a really scary article written for park rangers and biologists and about booby trapped uh, national parks that have been taken over by grows huge operations. And run a lot of it by slave labor and whatnot, but it's in the middle of our national parks, and there it's booby trapped with bombs and poison darts and rifles, and and scary ass people with guns because there's so much uh, pot being grown in these wilderness areas. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but if it's if it's not illegal anymore, then that's not a viable thing for someone to do you know it was like when right. they tried, they outlawed booze and booze was so scary and violent and horrible and people are dying because it's poisonous and you know it's being cut with wood alcohol and crap like that 
and then hmm, you legalize it again and yes people are still going to drink too much and they're going to crash cars and they're going to blow apart their livers but it's not the same level of organized violence manipulating the flow of it if that makes right. sense no, they moved on to other things like cocaine and heroin and, and hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. And prostitution. And, yeah. Right. I mean, you definitely, you're still going to have societal problems like Holland legalized stuff, but you're still going to have societal problems from people who abuse these substances. But I can't help but wonder if you take away at least some of, I don't know, some of the elements that make it so very. Um, Dangerous. I, I yeah. don't know. It, it well, is. I, I know. I think. I think you're right in that. I, I. I. You know. The thing. My mom, who is on the opposite side of the issue from me, is always. Her thing is. Well, it sets a precedent, though, and you know now it, it's just slip, stepping one foot, one step closer to you know legalizing something like cocaine or or heroin or whatever. And but what my thinking. Do my thinking of that is. It's a little different because those drugs can cause violent reactions that and make people act um um well you can be, you can be a mean coke addict i believe well but or, what happens if you if you legalize all those substances right they're scary substances they can do you a lot of harm but what you you legalize it you don't have to take it nobody says you have to take it but what right. you get is you get serious consequences if you do imbibe, ingest, whatever, and uh, and then go out and and you do something, yeah, you just stupid. You pay for you pay your consequences for the action as opposed to for the drug. Yeah. So there's that too, and because it, we have we have a form of that. How did we go from hurricane to? <laughs> well, huh. well, I was just, I was curious about the rumor of the the legalization. I it just. just Two things took me completely by surprise, and one was hearing that a state had actually legalized marijuana, yeah. and the other was that Hostess was going out of business. Tonight on Gutter Skypes, Nikki and Adam and, Eric and Blind Geek are joined by Sandy and Mary Jane to discuss. <laughs> and the Twinkie Kid. <laughs> Twinkie here's, the kid here's a, it's a New Jersey thing, but it's made me laugh, and because I, I didn't look it up. I meant to. Every time I think about it, I wouldn't be near a computer, and then I think all about it. Adam, you may or may not know this from, from voting. Um, there was a – this is it, it's not about drugs. See, there's nothing controversial about this. It just made me laugh because I know how I felt about it. There was a public question about should um, judges have to pay more – towards their health insurance and they had been fighting it to the nail. The, the New Jersey legislature had said yes, they had to pay more towards their insurance costs and the judges were fighting to the nail saying no, no, it's mandated that they're not allowed to have a decrease in their salary and having to pay more for their health insurance would decrease their salary. I love this lame weak-ass argument. And so it was on the public ballot for, for election day <laughs> and I know, I know what I voted I hit that button as many times as I could. <laughs> as if they as if they needed to ask. Yeah. So, but I kept forgetting to check and seeing what the outcome was. And, oh, poor little judgy wudgies. <laughs> I think it was something like what? 1,300,000 to 83,000 or whatever. Wow. So, Yes, yes, they do have to pay more towards their 
I was like, that is the lamest ass argument. Everybody else in the world has been, you know, having this jacked up on them, and and it's not allowed to be declared. Oh, it's a cut in my salary. Ooh, exactly. (laughs) So I was just so pleased that I finally looked it up. Point of clarification, Your Honor: You have health insurance. (laughs) I know quite a few people who don't. I just all I could think was the the eighty three thousand or whatever seventy nine thousand who voted no were all the judges in the system, <laughs> and everybody else is like, yep, yep, yep. Anyway, mm-hmm. so not controversial, but it did make that's just yeah. What's funny about that is the fact that it had to be on the ballot at all. Yeah. Yes, like you, you really do. You are you really okay? <laughs> Cats. Yes, guessing. it does have to be on the ballot. And the people of New Jersey are going to back us up here. That If we have to pay more, it's a cut in our salary. I, I have a... Uh, <laughs> as a gaming thing. A gaming. Oh, we're going to talk about gaming on a gaming podcast. I know. This is very unusual, but I, I, I just wanted to mention it. One of the things that... Uh, on two of the evenings, two of the eight evenings that we were sitting here getting palsy as the walls closed in. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a Dharma metaphor. Uh, palsy yeah. when the walls closed in. Palsy when the... Yes. And him, his arms wide open, <laughs> his brow furrowed. Dharmak and Jalada Tanagra. Tanagra. Um, great episode. I don't care what anybody says. That's one of India's favorites. Yeah, Absolute too. favorites. Yep. Uh, we, 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 uh, I got out the dice and we got, we got out the dice. We, we lit two candles <laughs> and got the flashlights out because the two candles still weren't freaking enough. Whatever. You see, if you'd gone for seven, you would have had a brilliantly lit room. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. You would be writing about it in your diary. That's How right. amazing. <laughs> blinking and with my yes. pen. <laughs> Land but of the mole people. We, we came up with it. We didn't actually come up with a game. We came up with an exercise because I thought about it afterwards. I thought this is not really a game, but it was just as simplistic as my mind could handle at the time, and it kept us from going stir crazy on two <laughs> nights. We generated a list of, of twenty names. Uh, we we took turns, just names. It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be the like the 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 warrior, the blacksmith, the spy. The no, just the name. And then generated a list of twenty monsters. Just hmm. wrote wrote uh, just Luck wrote one beast through twenty. Firm. Anything, just like that, whatever. <laughs> the, the 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 spice weasel, the the this, the that, the, the whatever. <laughs> I recorded it. And it may or may not go up. I, I'm thinking it probably will, but I'm probably going to have to edit out a bunch of... Again, we were in the midst of it, and we were screaming, <laughs> screaming, whining little children over the power thing. <laughs> but, uh, and the, the idea was that we would roll against this list to see which name was going up against which monster, and the, it, it ended up being an exercise, really. It was an exercise in on-the-spot, on-the-fly, instant role-playing and scenario setup, where you you would decide 
who this person was. Is it a monk? Is it a bus driver? Is it a, a you know an astronaut? Is it a scientist? Is it a whatever? And then going up against this monster, and then it was a simple d20 roll. One d20 roll to determine what your hit points were. One d20 roll to determine what the monster's hit points were, and then after that, it was just simple. You against the monster, in whatever method you decided you were going to describe. One of the one of the monsters was the kid on my lawn. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, one of the monsters was just there's a kid on my lawn. That's the monster. <laughs> hey, you kid, get off my lawn! And it could end up where the d20 fight me. decided the kid had three hit points and you had fifteen, and the kid still won because of the way the <laughs> dice rolled. Wow. You know, it was just numbers against numbers, and we just we just go down the list until we ran out of, till we ran out of names and monsters, but it was still fun, because we had to make up on the spot how the thing played out. It was like, and then there were another six days, and then to there were go. another six days to go. <laughs> you want to play names versus monsters? No. <laughs> I don't. I've already done that. I had the fourth edition out. I I mean, three years ago, four years ago, I don't remember. When did it come out? I bought Dungeons & Dragons fourth edition when it came out. My God, four years ago. Wow. Probably. And I couldn't read it. It It wasn't enough damn light. No. Oh. I know. Poor me again. No, it's just so sad. It is sad. Just gotta get... Folks, if you're learning anything from this, nope. get some battery-operated lanterns that flood the and damn room with frickin' light. a ukulele. That's, and a ukulele. There's not enough light to read by. you got to do other stuff, and this is the perfect time to learn music. And with get some Leon Redbone records so you can ukulele. imitate them. Yeah. <laughs> While you play a ukulele. And Auntie Ed can learn to play the spoons. And, uh... Yeah. Without my walking space, I'm going insane. Look, my bad. God. See? I think you have to hollow out your chest <laughs> before you can do Leon Redbone and install a big wooden keg. <laughs> and it dropped Eric again. That's not fair. That's not fair. It doesn't like Eric. It's usually it's me. Third time, man. I'm yeah, the only one gone drop so far. What's the hell? It's about time because it's usually me that That's it hates. True. That's true. So tonight is your night. Welcome to my world. <laughs> I feel well, a little bad actually now about not getting to the game because it sounds like these folks should be selling more of this. And uh, I want we'll to give it another it. plug. It'll keep, and we will get to it, but I want to give it another plug before... I had socks. By the way, I was doing some research while we were talking, and apparently it's a a Creative Commons license uh, product, so we can share the story of Argyle and crew or anything else in the game that we want, as long as we attribute it to... um, What the hell's the guy's name? (laughs) James... (laughs) Shut up. You know, writer guy. (laughs) Uh... The writer guy, and I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> writer guy James, you know who you are. <laughs> no, it's um. Where the hell? Oh, here we go. 
Carrots must be given to Benjamin Gerber. That's not James. And uh, link put a link in the show notes to... Uh, I can't... I'm good, I don't want to go into letter by letter to read the website, but it's on... Um, it's the troll in the... Oh, hell with it. It's... Uh, hang on. No, get back over there. www.trollitc.com so, which is because the Troll in the Corner Games is the publisher of this awesome game. Hmm. And the name of the game is... Argyle and Crew, Adventures in the Land of Skaz. <laughs> Alright. And the scenario... Because I... Well, you know what? I don't think it's going to spoil anything to know what the scenario is going to be about because in character and out of character and all that crap one of the things they do they they talk about with this game is it being used as a platform to educate kids about stuff and though I realize that you guys are not kids I figured this was a good way to showcase don't you oppress me I can haven't be you a heard me whine for the past two hours <laughs> but, uh, I would do is, is uh, ageist the, the teaser of the scenario is what happens because this is the imag- the land where imagination is king, basically, queen. or queen, as it were. <laughs> Thank you. So, what happens when the soppets suddenly find themselves having lost their eyes? Mm. Oh my! Hmm. A new challenge. Hmm. Thought it's kind of an interesting way to to. Not sound like a PSA, but still talk about how it'd be an interesting way to educate about blindness. I mean, some of the scenarios they have in the book are are uh, how to handle bullying, um, how to handle your first plane flight, um, things like that, where they use the soppets as a way, like I said, to kind of educate. Um, and they're also it's not all about educating and stuff. It's also there's some there are more scenarios that are just for fun. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting angle to take for a game like this. And uh, this this is a valuable piece of work to uh, to promote. Yeah. So yeah, this is going to get um, uh, obviously <laughs> we may not have played it, but it's going to get a plug in the show notes for this episode, and of course another big plug when we uh, when we come upon a night where we actually make use of it and do it. <laughs> So cool. And guess what? I'm there on their on their website right now, and mm. it's got <laughs> and their podcast. They do podcast. Do they? Um, yeah, apparently they do. Ooh. And it's got five geeky things to do during a hurricane. Oh, excellent. <laughs> and and <laughs> whoop, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Don't where'd go, it go to Anna and Eddie's house. All they'll no, do is bitch at you it, for eight days. <laughs> no, no, no. It says here. It says. Um, Hurricane Sandy wreaked havoc and devastation across a multitude of community communities. It killed people. It caused power outages. It flooded homes. Not every hurricane is that devastating, but they all negatively impact the standard things geeks love to do, like watch cult classics. This podcast episode shares five geeky things you can do during hurricanes. Always, always, always make sure that your loved ones and yourself are safe first. Then consider the items on this list as a way to pass the time. Hmm. Let me see. It says continue reading. Maybe it'll tell us. Maybe you guys did this. 
reenact the do that cult because, classics. Because I had power, so I'm not allowed to do these things. So <laughs> didn't lose power. Okay, five geeky things to do during a hurricane. You ready? Uh-huh. Number five, shadow monster wars. <laughs> number, <laughs> number four, design a funny webcomic. Number three, hmm, wait a minute, play your favorite board game by Hurricane Lamp. Well, what if you don't have a Hurricane Lamp, huh? No, number five, no, number two was play Argyle and Crew by Ben Gerber. There you go. And See, that's there right go. there. And then finally, number one, you can play the Marathon Cube of Death Tournament. Dun, dun, dun. Most important, be safe and uh, stay safe and be Red Cross ready. And they have a link to the Red Cross where it tells you to stay away from windows and things like that and have six months' worth of water and supplies, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and apparently if you buy Argyle and crew, at least some of the profits go to support the Wayne Foundation, which is a uh, foundation set up to... um, to <laughs> Can we edit out the crappy pause while I look this... No. So, so I don't. Oh, there's the little pic, um, and then it links you over to drive-through stuff, and there's the picture of the book. And if anybody wants me to actually read the synopsis the way I was going to, send me a sock puppet with three hundred dollars stuffed. No, 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 no money is required, but interesting sock puppets are. And, uh, <laughs> If I get enough interesting sock puppets, I will read the whole story. (laughs) (laughs) Careful what you ask for. Be very careful what you ask for. (laughs) One or two of them may not actually have been washed before they got turned into a sock puppet. In which case, they must be placed in a hermetically sealed plastic bag. Mm. (laughs) Glitter and sparkly things will get extra credit (laughs) and maybe a name mention. Here we go. Here we go. The Wayne Foundation's vision is for a world without child slavery. Uh, And I just hit the down arrow too soon. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. Our mission is to provide for women who have fallen victim to commercial sexual exploitation and domestic trafficking a means of leaving the sex industry for good. The Wayne Foundation is committed to fighting human trafficking child prostitution and child sex exploitation one victim at a time and providing individuals with the safe home environment that will empower them with the tools they will need to stop this the cycle of abuse good god send it and it goes money. on from there wow. but but you know it's wow. you know what? why would anyone want to support that come on send, no. wow. send total sarcasm it's it's a whether you buy cause. the game or not there's going to be a link to to something that sends these folks some money if they got any kind of a Wow. They must have some, they've got to have some kind of facility for taking donations online. Sure. There'll be a direct link to that if I can find it. And of course, um, buying the game isn't a bad idea either. Wow. Excellent. Oh, yeah. It's it's part of, it's um, on the the drive through RPG page where you can buy the game. Right below that is a link to the Wayne Foundation. Very good. Woof. Twenty-five percent right. goes to it. Well done, them. Find the link on there, but <clears throat> oh, and the Wayne Foundation—the graphic is like the Bruce Wayne. 
It's yeah. got the, the kind of, it's not a bat, but it's got a, a light beam into the sky. So well, that was the thing. first thing that came into my head, and I thought, no, it's not going to be. Yes, yes. It's going to be a fictional it's thing. It's founded by, um, why do hmm. I want to say Kevin Smith? Hmm. Uh, Maybe it will say, look, I will go there and. Oh, nope, we'll- I was wrong. Never mind. Strike that. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, it's the founder and president, Jamie Waltz. Okay. Walton. Cool. Walton, I mean. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank uh, you for com- Thank you for finding this and bringing it to our attention and um, uh, stepping up to the plate to GM it for us, even though we never actually gave you a chance. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a good discussion. Like I said, I, I hadn't talked with you since the hurricane, and I had been wanting to know how you fared, and I knew. You, I mean. It was like, okay, he's all right. <laughs> okay, don't have to. Uh, and now you've heard it straight from Mr. Grumpy Pants. How oh, it went. yeah. <laughs> I, in, in, uh, it might have been like uh, insightful and informative. Maybe not, but venting, boy, it felt good. <laughs> it definitely no, that's felt what we good. Do. You, you could buy Argyle and crew and, and guide us through a scenario of how to best handle a hurricane. Okay. The power is down for eight days. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, I'm being the first funny, thing, but I mean, kids, is to lock the doors and stick your guns out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get off in my land, Revenue. Anyone that approaches. By holding an electric generator, you shoot them in the head. And, no. and take oh, it. No. Terrible. Terrible. No, that, that's that's totally ridiculous. There's no way a sock puppet could fire a gun that accurately. <laughs> All right. And on that happy note. And on that happy note. Wow, look at the time. Oh, gotta go. That's Adam Thank 5 at Adam5.com. That's right. And opinions expressed by Adam 5 are, uh, are uh, toxic and should be washed out of your brain as quickly as possible. Oh, man. All right. So sock puppets, y'all. I mean, I mean, no, no. Wait, sorry. Never mind. It's by Ar- Argyle and crew. There we yeah. go. Yes. Thank, thank you, thank you, guys. That was um. Thank you. Yeah. This was fun. It was always I talk to y'all. Needed to. I needed to. <laughs> needed to. Thank you. And uh, we're two weeks from tonight. I'll send an email out. Oh. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Did, did anybody find out what the, the activity? Uh, no, I'm not even going to go into it. I just well, hope we had a, an extremely good time because. Um, the uh, extremely good times are rare. In, which was chosen? Life. No, I guess we'll hear about I it. I don't know too. which was chosen by Mr. K. Mm. And and uh, and of course, uh, Andros is uh, never actually. We we never really actually mentioned this at the top of the recording. Uh, Andros had uh, had uh, uh, family places and uh, things to do for Thanksgiving because that's when this was recorded Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and was out of town. And Mr. K had uh, uh, some rare opportunities to get together with some uh, friends in real life and do some fun stuff that we will hear about, no doubt, when he returns. So, in two weeks, I'll send out an email. Hopefully, we, we uh, maybe we'll get back to the surface of Venus and kick some monster ass. There we go, yeah. Yay! Yay! Uh, in the meantime, alright, I gotta take off, and I hope you guys stay safe, stay warm, and and, and may no new thing arise. Exactly. <laughs> and have a lovely holiday, everybody. Yes, yep. enjoy Thanksgiving as much as you possibly can. Yep. Okay. okay. 
Nighty night. Night. Night, everybody. Good Bye. night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Take it easy and sleep warm. Yep. Bye. Bye.